The following podcast is brought to you by a site called Fred.com. Enjoy. Hey, Brendo. Hey, Matt. I don't mean to bring up sore subjects, but you recently came into a large inheritance, right? I, I did. That weird uncle of yours that no one talked about? Yeah, we took an like odd to shining about. to you for some reason. I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, you got spare cash to burn. Yeah, I got a it's, ton. It's burning a hole in your pocket. Not it even is. a proverbial one. I see that shit. And, it's on and fire right and now. And Scooby-Doo boxers are shining through. Yeah, you know, those, I, like those, the, I like the Scooby. Those could use some work, too. So, dude, yeah. you know what you can do with that money? What can I do with it? You could smoke meth, not a good idea. We've all seen Breaking Bad. Wonderful show, horrible idea. You yeah. could try to fund your own minor league lacrosse league. It's been done before, but it doesn't really work out. I already did that. He did that already. It was a foolish use of your money. Dude, yeah. you know what? The best place for your hard-earned cash and or inherited from your creepy uncle Where? Uh, funds go? Golden Apple Comics. Oh, I never thought of that. Golden Apple Comics, dude. Everyone knows them. They've been open for over 30 years in Los Angeles, serving it proud at a... 7018 Melrose Avenue, which is in the heart of Los Angeles. You don't got to go to uh, the projects, if you will, the PJs. I know everyone's yeah. an Eddie Murphy fan. I love the show. You loved it. We don't got to visit it in real life. We can visit it on DVD in syndication. You want, you want, a, you want a clean location. You want a friendly staff. You want uh, be- the beautiful people. It's Hollywood, dude. Totally. Golden Apple Comics, man. You know They got a web... Dude, not only that... You don't live in Hollywood, Brenda. Where no, do you live? Let's I live say in Orange you, County. You live in Orange County. No one even knows where the fuck that is. No. I have no idea, and I live in California. I have no... You might as well live in... Needles? Fluxton Paradise, <laughs> which is the city that they visited in the Fifth <laughs> Element. That's how far away you can live to me right now. Needles, where's I that? Live, I don't know. I think that's... You don't even know where it is it's that far. So let's say you live in Needles, which yeah. could be fucking anywhere. That's where Spike is from, from Snoopy. Okay, so let's... Let's say you're a big Snoopy enthusiast and you yeah. move to Needles because you're a Spike fan. Like, you want to feel close to him. And you're like, books. I want some Snoopy gear. I want that. I want those uh, full edition Peanuts collections yeah, they've the been Peanuts putting out collection. every year. The hardbound leather things. They're pretty but amazing. I live in Needles. There's a Dairy Queen and a guy who will offer to blow me for a couple bucks. There's nothing going on in Needles. Where can I get some cool Peanuts swag? GoldenAppleComics.com. All right. Dude, you, all you need is an internet connection and everyone's got that. And if you don't got one, you could borrow one from your friend. Or the guy that offered to blow me. Or the me. blowjob guy, because he is wired to shit, man. He goes to goldenapplecomics.com. I'm sure he does. He loves it. Yeah, he likes those Bowen busts. He loves the Bowen busts. He, 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 he loves all the great, great comic book exclusives they have, man. They've got, they've got Green Hornet uh, signed by Kevin Smith himself. Yeah. They've got a bunch of Walking Dead stuff, which is the most popular thing in the world right now. If you're not a zombie, you ain't cool, Brendo. I know. I'm you not. know what I mean? Down with down with drugs, up with eating brains, man. That's what Golden Apple's all about. Yep, they're all about supporting the zombie message, man. You go to Golden Apple, get your zombie on, get your superhero on, get your indie book on. Look, or you know, some. Hey, I'm not the biggest Scott Pilgrim fan in the world, but I know others are, and they. If you want your number six? They got it. They want your number. I don't even know what that means because I hate Scott Pilgrim so much. But that's what's great about Golden Apple. You hate Scott Pilgrim, they got stuff for you. You love Scott Pilgrim, they got stuff for you. What, however you fall on the Scott Pilgrim spectrum, Golden Apple Comics has you covered. That's like, that sounds exciting. GoldenAppleComics.com. Check them out. Hey, and if you buy something, tell them Bagged and Mortared sent you. You know? Please. It can't hurt. Brendo says, please. I don't go that pathetic, but I will. Please. Golden Apple Comics. What? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt Cohen and Brendan Creasy. Bagged and Boarded.
Happy Halloween. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brendan Creasy. I just uh, fucking doused Brendo in fake blood. And here's what's why I'm a messed up person. I'm worried about the fact that my fingers have blood on them, whereas your face is fucking looking fun right now. It's yeah. a good look, man. You should get on Grinder or whatever. Totally. Bear 411. Be like, Bloody Bear 92. Yeah. Special for Halloween season or whatever. <laughs> uh, happy Halloween, dude. Yeah, totally. So fucking, yeah, totally. You are such a California server, dude. I love Halloween. Do you, brah? I do, bro. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna give you a fair warning. That shit's gonna drip in your eye in about a minute. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, just let. It, it's a good look. It's a good look. Again, it's for the season. Um, dude. <laughs> what? Rate this. Uh, last week I. Poured, How did this go from like you got to do it on my forehead a little bit to like you're wiping it? I all poured over too me. much on the cotton ball. God damn I'll it! I'll reveal it. Rate. R- Rate this compared with last week when I um, poured the Visine on that your head. That wasn't as bad, because I can just feel this stuff, like, dripping. I mean, it looks bad as though, dude. It looks like you have a head injury. I'm afraid we're going to scare people. We should totally go out on the town after this. Like, take the devil horns off and just look like a normal dude with a head injury. Like, yeah. four days before Halloween. It's like, guys, oh, We God. should do this in March or something. Yeah. It doesn't even need to be near Halloween. Be like, hey... Uh, do you know where there's a nurse for my friend and just watch people's reaction? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure um, that would be good. Dude, I love Halloween. What, what do you think of the uh, Smod Castle here? I man? love it. I, I came here uh, for now those it, who... Now it really is the stoner haunted mansion. For, for, those who can't, for those who can't see, and of course, we're talking about the blind. May they rest in peace. Because um, I think they died, right? Uh, I, I came here last night at like 1 a.m. And I, I, uh, I'm trying to not get fake blood on my water. That was a mess, Brendo. Let's skip that next time. Well, next time we won't have that, dude, because we have an MC Chris theme song coming next week, man. Yeah, man. For our big fucking first ever Golden Apple show. Golden Apple Comics is starting next week as our sponsor. Uh, cool stuff. We're going to have giveaways every week and an and MC Chris theme song, and I won't have to pour uh, fluids on you anymore. I mean, we could after the show for fun. Do you have if other you plans in store? Should I be scared? I mean, uh, let's, just, let's leave it as a surprise. Um, but... I love I love Halloween, dude. Here's I was trying to tell Malcolm today. I was like, Malcolm, are you dressing up on um, <laughs> Thursday? And he was like, No, I don't fucking do Halloween. How can you not do Halloween? I, I don't understand. Like, those I was like, people. You're no fun, Malcolm. I was like, Dude, my apartment is forty percent Halloween, and you can attest to that. Like, because yeah, every year, year round, every year I buy Halloween shit and I just leave it out year round because I love Halloween so much. Like, you I would do. leave the fucking Smod Castle like this. I'm not even lying. With green spider webs and shit. Like, totally. I don't care. It covers up the hockey sticks, but so fucking be it, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're haunted hockey sticks. Now they're haunted hockey sticks. Yes. It's the ghost of Gordy Howe. <laughs> um, what, what are some memorable Halloweens for you, sir? Well, Gr- growing up in sunny California. I loved going trick-or-treating. I remember the year that my brother and I wised up and went from those little McDonald's Halloween pails to, like, pillowcases. And I was like, why the fuck didn't we do this before? <laughs> I, had an epiphany, I had an epiphany moment like that, too. I was in uh, 11th grade, and I was the only fucking stoner to go trick-or-treating. Everyone was like, you're going trick-or-treating? I was like, yes, I fucking am. And I wore, like, a full-out costume. What was I? Um, shit, I can't even remember. I was some kind of superhero thing, probably. But I went trick-or-treating for, like, eight fucking hours, dude. And it was me, <laughs> it was me and six-year-old kids, and I had, like, four garbage bags full of candy. And I would That's get to awesome. the doors, and the parents would be like, no. <laughs> Just no, man, come on. But, but nah, they, they gave me candy, and I filled it up, and I had, like, the biggest fucking candy sack of all time. That's awesome. And I got home, and my friends, we all smoked a blunt or whatever, and they were like, now what are you going to do with it? 
I was like watching school on Monday. I sold candy for the next eight fucking months. Nice. A dollar an airhead, 50 cents a blow pop. I was rolling in that shit. Totally. Totally stale and totally free, but like, and illegal, I think. Yeah. Not for resale, but. Yeah. I had two traumatic Halloween experiences. Share. One, I Do you want to lay was... down first? Angle yourself and shit? No, I'm good. If they're traumatic, I feel like. Oh, like I should be on a couch or something? No, just lay down, man. No. I just want you to fucking lay down, Brendo. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> No, tell me about the traumatic well, the ones. The first or... one, I was like 10 or 11, and my brother and I had had like the best haul ever because... Um, the best haul? Haul, like haul of candy, like a haul. Haul. Haul, H-A-U-L. All right, I feel like you're saying like haul? hallway. How do you say the other way then? Howl? Let's go with that. No. Say it as if that's the okay, case. So my brother and I, that sounds like, some, say, that sounds like the way Malcolm would go say it. it. Go for it. So like my brother and I had a great howl. I like that. Um, and because we had got, the older we got, the more terrain we could cover and the more my parents gave us freedom. And so we had made it up to the um, Monarch Villas area of our neighborhood, oh, which shit. was the richer people. Yeah, yeah. So we started, we were like, as soon as we got there, we're like, oh, this is the mother load. How old were you? I was like 11. It took you 11 years to get up a hill? Well, we, we, we had moved, so we'd only been there for a few years. <laughs> You're but like, we're a couple blocks away this year. This house is starting to get nicer. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I was a fat kid. Right so. on. <laughs> I'm sure so, the candy didn't help either. Yeah. Like every year you would take two steps forward, one step back yeah. because of all the well, candy. Well, this year turned out to be different because my brother and I had this just ton of candy, filled up my entire pillowcase. We get home, we put it away. The next day it was fucking gone. And I remember for not knowing where it was forever. And my mom didn't know. We literally did not know what happened to our candy. And fucking shit. I'm serious. Either your mom ate it or no, you ate it. No, I'm about to tell you what happened to our candy. Oh, so you were holding me in suspense. No, for, yes. good on you. I was trying oh, to. Oh, you're like you're like Jim Henson's storytellers. Yes. So and and for like a few years, we had no idea what happened to our candy that year, and my parents felt so bad they bought us some candy. They're like, oh here. But we're like, this isn't the good candy. That's not this our... This isn't three-year-old candy. There's something about the trick-or-treat candy that makes it good, you know? Like, because you, you earn that shit. I don't know. Um, so... I don't know what you were fucking doing when you knocked on doors. Well, our cousin... I was just holding a bag open. Our cousin lived with us, and we didn't even bother to suspect her because she was just this sweet, you know, pro- I think she was like 19 or 20. And um, later, three years later, she revealed to us that she... At the time was bulimic, and she had eaten all of our candy. And, th- and the sad part was she up. threw it all up, so it was just a fucking waste. She just out of nowhere decided to reveal that to you. One yeah, day? well, I guess she like she like um I don't know. It was kind of like after she had moved out and she came back and she felt bad or something. She was like, I, "Hey, Brendo, what's your cousin's name? What? What's your cousin's name? Kathy. Hey, Brendo, it's me, Kathy. I talk yeah. like a Jewish dude from yeah. New York. Just deal with it. Wow, that's weird. You need to quit smoking. I know. Um. Look, I got something to say. I got to get it off my chest, my voluptuous chest that I know you always stare at, <laughs> um, even though I have my suspicions about you. <laughs> a few years ago, Brendo, my cousin, I was uh, going through a tough time, and I, was, I had an eating disorder, and I, uh, I stole your Halloween candy, man, and I ate it, and I threw it up. <laughs> I, 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 I also killed your cat. <laughs> and had sex with your father. Oh, my God. And used to murder drifters in my spare time. Why are you telling me and all this? moonlighted as a trampoline artist. What is that? And I'm a dude. Wow. And I'm a chick again. 
All right, Kathy. I think you can go now. <laughs> and I'm Kathy from the comics. They based that on me. <laughs> um, wouldn't that like? I just feel like a string of fucking re- revelations would come out with that. Like so yeah. weird. I stole your candy. I had sex with your dad. You know that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so that was the most traumatic Halloween experience. Well, then, then the second most. <laughs> You're like, I would have eaten that thrown up candy. <laughs> you wasted it. I would have yeah. put it out my butt. You put it out your mouth. Well, that's different. how I found out what bulimia was, you know. <laughs> so I found out what bulimia was, was like, the wait, day you, I stopped talking to my cousin Kathy. Well, she was like, you ate it. I was like, she's like, I ate it all. And then I was like, wait, what? Is Why? Kathy related to the furry dude? The furry dude? No, this is on my mom's side. She got great cousins all around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're definitely... We so got that was traumatic genes. for you. Dude, Halloween was cool in my neighborhood because I grew up in Long Island. It was a pretty small town where I'm from, yeah. and all the kids used to go out in mass kind of at, a, at an early age. And oh. um, Kid from Kid and Play lived in my neighborhood. Really? Yeah. With the big giant... The like, guy with the big... And it was like in the heyday of Kid and Play, so he had the, the um, eraser top thing going on. Yeah. So every year we would go to his door... And trick or treat, and every year we'd be like, "All right, man, we're gonna go to fucking kids' door, right?" And we would get up there and we'd be like, "Trick or treat," and he would give us candy, and we'd walk away. Like we wasted, we never did anything with that opportunity because we would get to the door and I'd be like, "I don't even know who you are." Be like, "Are you having a party? It's your house." House party? I was seven. No, I was seven, but I had better sense than that at seven. Really? No, Uh, Halloween was cool, man, and then it shifted into, uh, I guess, teenage years. It kind of turned into like. And I never did the whole egging, silly string, shaving cream thing. I was never destructive because yeah. I, I was. I went through a toilet paper phase. Did you? Oh yeah. It was. De- <laughs> oh yeah. I got. I did some TPing in my day. Definitely. Don't ask people around my neighborhood about Brendan Creasy. I tell you. I, well, uh, did you what, see? I don't get it, man. Like, what does that do to someone? I don't know. We thought it was funny. All right, fair enough. Let's do it tonight. I mean, it you was got... just kind of the danger aspect of it, like not getting caught and being all sneaky. Toilet paper is really soft. There's nothing dangerous about that. Well, just like the whole not getting caught thing, like trying to be all st- stealth. I feel like no, we never. I don't think we because no man, we never did anything destructive at all. And I remember the opposite, like someone shaving creamed my friend's house once, and we like fucking flipped out. We're like, it's <laughs> gonna ruin the siding. You were like the kid in um, Can't Buy Me Love that was like, you threw shit at my house. That's the best line of the movie. It's the, I don't never saw I never it. Saw, so I love I'll go that with movie. you on that one. Um, <laughs> but I remember the traumatic, other traumatic experience for me was when Halloween ended. Basically, when my parents were like, I was thirteen, and my parents were like, Brendan, you're too old to trick or treat this year. At thirteen, yeah. That's fucked up, man. And I thought I was so pissed. And my brother got to go out, and they were like, as a consolation prize, they're like, you get to pass out candy, and here's an extra thing of candy for you. And I was, again, like, they're I like, didn't We're going to go fuck. I didn't work this. They went to a Halloween party. They didn't even take me. And I, and I, so you were like stuck between two worlds. You're well, like too I old. To home. Tr- exactly. I was too old to trick or treat, but too young to go to the Halloween party. And all the kids are like, "What are you dressed as?" You're like disappointed, Brendo. Yeah, totally. So I stayed home and watched. It was the first. Um, well, actually, I think it was number three, Treehouse of Horror three. And um, you have a sick memory, dude, for for stuff in your childhood. And the Martin Halloween special, where it turned out his apartment was haunted. I can't remember things from like two and days ago. And it actually ago. scared me because they showed the ghost. And, and you're like, Shanae was a ghost? Yeah. 
Was it a chinene? No, it was an actual ghost of like an old tenant of the apartment. Wait, Martin's apartment was actually actually haunted. haunted yeah, and they're like, we're not like, going to tell you about all, this for five seasons. No, they didn't. They, it was crazy. That should have been the show. It should have been Martin and his ghost room. Yeah, totally. Because like the whole time, you like think it's like chinene or somebody else, <laughs> and then at the very end of the episode, the the room's empty, and all of a sudden it just shows this ghost appear, and you're like, ah, like it was fucking scary. You literally sat in your bedroom by yourself and screamed at no, an episode I was, of I didn't have a TV in my bedroom are you kidding me uh, so you sat in a common area of your home yeah. and screamed out the loud this was very i was very scared you're like i no longer believe it's on television it was almost as scary as the unsolved mysteries ghosts which were fucking terrifying i've never been scared of ghosts on tv because i can realize that there's like a glass yeah, but thing unsolved there unsolved mysteries like, ghosts were scary because i remember there was one where like the kid there's like a haunted house right and it shows the kid leaving the house and he turns around and in the window there's these ghosts and they're really creepy looking i even watched back when they released like the unsolved mysteries best of dvds i'm like that's still kind of fucking creepy you're like i want to see if i'm still scared yes i'm still exactly scared. i do that all the time <laughs> this is a mistake I, I went back and rented like the peanut butter solution which is this crazy canadian kind of horror movie the peanut butter solution yeah it's where this kid i feel like that's a that's a, that's like an, um, uh, a misdirected Nazi ethos this or something. kid goes in this abandoned house and there's a ghost there and it scares him so bad that all his hair falls out then these friendly ghosts tell him how to make this solution called the peanut butter solution to grow his hair back but then it grows back too much and then this crazy artist you steals his hair times and over. turns it into magical paintbrushes and the paint cut the 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 picture comes did you alive, write this movie and you can stop now there's a Celine Dion soundtrack there you go if he hasn't sold you on it, see, my peanut butter solution would be different. It would be like, because I'm a fucked up guy, I'd be like a German sitting in a bunker somewhere, and he'd be like, we will feed them all peanut butter, and they cannot be able to open their mouths, and it would be ridiculously funny. And it's just a bunch of Jews going like, <laughs> and I'm Jewish, so I'm allowed to say that, but that's where my brain goes to. <laughs> that's the peanut butter that's solution. That's the peanut butter solution. <laughs> Instead of some movie with Celine Dion and hair in Canada and whatever the fuck you just said on it that was side a of the crazy table, movie. I'm sure it sounds like it, man. I can hardly follow a word. And it was still freaky when I watched it. The other movie that was still freaky when I watched it was Return to Oz. That shit's insane. That is that is a very a genuinely when creepy all the movie. Heads and like the fucking. The I heads. mean, heads don't scare me. By what nature, scared, oh, okay. What scared you in the Return to Oz? Like the wheelies or the uh, fact that they were giving Dorothy shock treatment, dude. What? Oh, the talking, talking chicken? chickens? See, I like talking chickens. That don't scare me. That I makes just, me excited for a world in which we live where talking chickens exist. The very premise like of that movie is shit. insane. Like, they're taking Dorothy... Auntie M and Uncle Henry are taking for Dorothy to, for, for, she's, to shock treatment. Because they think she's crazy because yeah, she makes up she all the talking Oz about stuff. Oz. I mean, it's not that insane. It's but no I more, feel like it's no more would... insane than if an issue, uh, strip of Calvin and Hobbes was like, come on, Calvin, we're going on a trip, yeah, and they exactly. just drop him off in front of a mental yeah. asylum and burn the doll. Well, I feel like that would be the end of a lot of those kids' movies because like, when the kids get back and they're telling about their crazy adventures, that's really how it ends. Like, the end of Big, when like Josh is like, Mom, I, I became big, and then I was this guy. That guy that you saw in your room, that was me. And I had a girlfriend, and they'd be like, Josh, we need to talk. Like, you know, like that, like the all those other movies. I feel like that would be the real end of it. Yeah, but in Big, she like knew he was gone though, so that's plausible. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but she thought he was kidnapped by a creepy He's man. He's like, I was kidnapped by myself. And how crazy is it that in like twenty years from then, 
Josh is going to become that man that she saw in her kitchen. It's probably it's traumatized her for her whole That's life. That's a sequel to Big. One day, like like Josh, if you remember every character name in every fucking movie. Josh Baskin. Wow. Wow! If uh, if if Josh Baskin that movie, that's Jesus, what. dude! If Josh Baskin shows up at her house twenty years later and she stabs him with a kitchen knife, <laughs> now we know why. She's like, I waited twenty years to find you, and you didn't age at all. Oh my God, you're a vampire! And yeah. That's big too, bigger. Yeah. I mean, and that's then lazy. for like 20 years, the cops have probably been trying to find this guy, and suddenly it is Josh, and then Josh gets arrested for kidnapping I think, himself. I think you're looking way too deep into Big, man. It's crazy, though. I think we should give you your it. own podcast. He would have had a horrible life. Every week. He would have had it's a horrible a movie. life it's a growing movie. up. It's a movie. Yeah. It's just a movie. Just thinking it's, about it's it, It's just for fun. I guess. Just for fun. Um, <laughs> that chick was kind of a pedophile. We've, ta- we've talked about that many a time. Oh, yeah. Brendo, it's a Halloween episode. Why did you just do 10 minutes on Big? I have no idea. That's why I'm trying to rain. That was this under the table being like, rain it in. Sorry. We'll give, give you a little. If this table wasn't here, it was me going, stop right. it. We've Let's d- talk I'm, about I'm joking. I'm joking. You derailed us, man. Now I don't even know. Let's, we have your, what? <laughs> Fuck, see? Now I don't even know what to do, Brendo. Do you want to leave? Okay. You're welcome. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, could seg- I could segue anything. Big. Big reminds me of... Uh, the dinosaur inflatable thing in the room. Have you ever dressed up as a dinosaur for Halloween? That was fucking no. awful. See what you did to the show? I was a, I, I, I think I said this before, but I was a pirate for like four years because I was not very creative as a child. Why didn't and you? When it came to costumes. So that was the, what's the best costume you ever wore as a kid? I was Freddy Krueger. That was fun. Was it like a homemade or? I had the sweater and it was a mask. <laughs> You're like, I was just well, wearing a sweater. And people are like, what are you? And I'm like, I'm Freddy Krueger. Well, and they're like, I remember my good dad, job, Brenda. My dad bought me like one of those Freddy Krueger makeup kits that looks awesome on the box. But then you actually try to put it on. It looks fucking horrible. So he's like, let's just get a mask. <laughs> I was big. I was big. No, no shock here. But I was big into like comic book stuff. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was even as an adult uh, when I was like 1920, I did when I had hair for a minute there. I was uh, Wolverine. I was Nick Fury. I like your Nick Fury. That's my favorite. Nick Fury was the year. And then I went out that night and no one had any idea. What who did they I think was. you were? They're like, hey, army guy. <laughs> and I'm like, don't you see the eye patch? They're like, hey, army guy who was wounded in the eye. What are you? Wounded? Yeah. I'm like, sergeant of. Fucking shield, commander of shield. No one knew, dude. I had a, I had a cigar. I, I had it in my mouth the whole night. I did like white stuff in my hair. I know you looked awesome. My Halloween costume this year's dope, dude. You're gonna see it on Saturday. I'm excited. I haven't come up with a costume for Saturday. I think you're wearing it right now. You keep telling me it was gonna be the devil horns. I was like, Malcolm got me these at Universal. Nice, nice man. of him. He got some for Derek too, but are you trying sure. to get more free stuff from? Was that like your attempt at a, at a sponsorship? <laughs> no, we were. You're Derek, like, I want Malcolm Ingram to sponsor me. Me and personally. Derek were like standing there, and Malcolm comes with these horns. He's like, I'm not doing this unless you guys wear these. And we're like, okay. So that wasn't sweet as much as it was like his twi- some <laughs> twisted Malcolm fantasy I thing. Guess. We don't even need to get into. Um, but he ain't here this week, so we'll we'll leave it be. Um, yeah. Now, what dude, how? What I'm just because uh, it was it's I guess this might be my costume because it's hard finding costumes for a large person at the. Well, I mean, it's not before. your costume because you're wearing it now. That don't count. Like you got exactly. Co- I need to come up with. You something. have to come correct, dude. I'm gonna be wearing a sheet with holes in it. Probably. That's fine. That's Make it creative lame. though. Put the holes in a weird place. Just don't have holes in your face. Just put them by your nipples. How would I see? See at your nipples. That Learn how sense. to do that in the next four days. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got a costume, or like create some kind of periscope thing with like mirrors on your shoes. <laughs> like like in the Beatles yeah. song, you know. Um, 
Nah, man, you got to get a costume because we all got to wear costumes on Saturday, sir. That is true. I'm not going to reveal mine to the, to the general public because it's so earth-shattering. I'm excited. It's good, man. It's good. Things, things, are, things are going well I'm for really me. I'm really happy you. this blood dried because it was annoying. I think it's kind of sexy, but that's just me, personally. I'm a weird guy. I get I weird kicks. this washes me. out of my shirt. What, is it in your shirt? A little bit. I apologize. I think it's non-toxic, so that means something that has nothing to do with washing out of your shirt. I'm sure um, it does. You know, my other thing about favorite thing about Halloween, dude, all the specials on TV and like the comic yeah, totally. books, like DC. In the last few years, DC does an awesome special every year called like DCU Halloween Special, where it's like ten different short stories of all different, you know, kind of C-list characters and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Like, it's just a cool time of year. There's like pumpkin stuff, yeah. like stuff like cat, cor- uh, corn candy. We've talked about, but Cop- like yeah, candy corn. All the different candies. Did you just switch it up on me? You said corn candy. Why can't I say corn candy? Is that, that not what it's called? Corn candy sounds like it would be actual corn and it'd be gross. Is it not? No, it's I'm not. I'm joking. It looks just like corn, though. Kinda. Why do they even call it candy corn? It doesn't look like corn. It kind of, because it's got the yellow kernel and then the orange. And then a white and a brown thing? Totally. Just like normal. Some of them have some different. There's corn. different flavors. So well, there's the harvest. There's the harvest blend, which yeah. is the dark one. I'm big into candy corn, folks. I've got in my house right now. If you walk in, I, here's the thing: I don't even entertain. Meaning, I never. Yeah, see you have like bowls of candy. Four everywhere. bowls of candy corn out in my yeah. house right now for just for me. That's I like awesome. to pretend like I have invisible friends coming over, and I'm like, I please was, help yourself to some candy. Don't was, mind if I do. <laughs> and then just. <laughs> I was all mad at work because the lady was like, "I finally got candy because we had this new secretary." And I was all excited, and she had a because the old secretary used to have a big bowl of candy bars, but now I went out there and it's a bowl of like old lady candy, like the ribbon hard candy and like Werther's Originals, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Werther's Originals is delicious. Is that yeah, caramel? I don't That's like caramel stuff. It's not oh, really you're caramel. A fool. It's like butter. Let's scotch. trade. Let's trade places for a day. I like butter. I like caramel better. Let's than do like some scotch. Jamie Lee Curtis freaky you Friday scenario. You would go crazy in my office. You would get fired in five seconds. Well, oh come on? Because the phone would ring and you'd be like, "Why are you asking me these questions?" Bullshit. Fuck I would you. have fun with it. I was a telemarketer, man. I just did funny voices and stuff all the time. I entertained myself. I was like, and if it wasn't a funny voice, I even. Bare minimum, because they would listen sometimes. I would just do a fake name. I'd be like, hi, this is Anakin Skywalker calling from uh, <laughs> David Lerner Associates. And then, uh, no one ever, like... No one ever said They're anything. like, hi, Anakin. Really? I'm like, hey, you're from Tatooine. And they'd be like, hi. I would just keep going. Yeah, people are awesome, man. I had a woman call me a prick today. Did you? Were you a prick to her? I don't think so. Apparently, suggesting something means I'm a prick. Well, don't ever suggest anything. And then anything. she called me an asshole. Ooh. I, so she gave you both ends of the story. Oh, yeah, I got it And she's it like, all. and then you're having sex with yourself. I got prick and asshole. <laughs> but, I, you know, I talked her down, and I solved her problem, so good. it was all good. Look, look, everything's turning up, Brando. And then I even, I don't even, it's not even, the case isn't even under my name, so I'm not going to get the bad customer satisfaction nice. survey. Nice, no idea what you're talking about. Well, we have customer satisfaction surveys. It sends them after we close a case. What do you do for a living? I'm a tech support guy. For what? For an internet security appliance, it's not a very. My exciting. name is Brendo. I work with computers, and yeah, I take lunch breaks occasionally. And go should to, I play that voice message? Go to Del did? Taco. Do you still have it? I do. Oh, it's, okay. When I, I'll reveal a little something. When Brendo's at work, Brendo gets um, shall I say, testy when I call him. Uh, so I've I've created a Brendo voice. This is and this is this is Hold an on. average day of Brendo at work. Come on, Brendo, cook it up, dude. AV Hold stuff on. is always oh, Der- tricky. Derek saying talk louder. Derek, we have to talk louder. Am I too quiet? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. We're losing you, man. So I maybe. Guess. Is his okay. mic on, Brenda? Derek? 
number one, two, and three are on? Okay. Moment of silence while we train wreck this show even further. Dude, Big did it for us. Why are you always fucking working all the time, man? It really is annoying when I try you to call that? you five times a day to tell you all the trivial shit that happens in my life. Like, I saw a really big fucking cat. And I want to talk to you about it, but now you don't know because you're working all the time. I'm running an hour to work on computers and the internet. I like the internet. My name's Brendan. I'm a big fan of the internet. I'm an internet enthusiast. That's what I do for work. I work in an office on a lunch break. Sometimes I eat sandwiches. Call me That's I really day. did. And I remember, I really did want to call you to tell you I saw, I saw a really big cat that day. How big was it? Like this big, dude. I was like, that's a giant cat. Brendo's got to hear about this. He would dig yeah. it the most. I'm like ready to bang my head on the table for my job, and then I get all these phone calls. It's and awesome. then I call you six times in a row, and you finally like sneak to the bathroom. You're like, what? What is it? And I'm like, dude, you'll never guess. Muddy chased a squirrel for five minutes. Yeah. And you're like, I have to go now. <laughs> and you, I'd say every day you call me on your lunch break, and you're like, what, what, what? And I'm like, nothing. Exactly. I can't even remember. I'm just bored, man. I'm bored and lonely, Brendo. I am, uh, I'm, come I'm on. sorry you're that Come on. That's bored. why I always liked Halloween, though, because it was everyone masked together. You got to be someone you weren't. That was always the cool thing. I'm an annoying, loudmouth kind of guy, but on Halloween, I could, I could transform myself into anything, sir. You know what yeah. I mean? Totally. Into an annoying loudmouth guy in a costume. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just think about this. For Japanese people, Halloween is every day. Those every cosplayers day. have it the best. The Harajuku. Yeah, district. man. Oh, on that bridge and stuff? Yeah. Like, they don't even need the candy. No. I wish, I wish. They just get to wear crazy costumes. Again, I'm Jewish by birth, but Japanese by choice. Yeah. That, that they have it going on the most. Um, but now, dude, they get to be a different person. You get to be a different person on Halloween and... and uh, you know what else you get to be a different person doing? The profession of acting. It's kind of like Halloween every day almost, right? Yeah, totally. You know, the, the masks, comedy, and tragedy, and all that fun stuff. But seriously, yeah. though, you get, to, um, you get to take on another life and kind of... I, I would say acting, most actors incorporate a part of themselves into it, but it definitely is being someone else. Would you oh, agree? yeah. I mean, that's what you do. And we are very fortunate to have a, a, a storied actor with, his, with us here tonight, folks. Um, you know him from such films as... Angels in the Outfield, Biodome, Spy Hard, Stuart Little 2, Shoot the Hero, Nothing But Trouble, Last Boy Scout, Better Off Dead. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Bagna Boarded, Mr. Taylor Negron. Hey, you guys. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for joining us tonight, man. Yeah, it's nice to hear your memories of Halloween. Yeah, how are your Halloweens growing up? Frightening. Yeah, <laughs> truly frightening. Well, you you you're a California native. Yeah, I was, but yeah, born and raised. I remember when the palm trees were short and Tomorrowland was modern. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time. That was for the yeah, first was, week of Disneyland, probably. Right? Yeah. yeah, when they still had e-tickets. They did. You do, see? That's so funny. You mentioned me. And, me and Brendo here are giant Disney geeks. Did you? Were you at the park when there were still e-tickets? First of all, I've been imprisoned at Disneyland, okay? I've been in jail in Disneyland. What? What do you mean? Yeah, because I vomited on the people mover. <laughs> so if you vomit on the people mover, like Mickey comes out in a black hood no, no, and no, like... No, no, Young Nazis from Munich suddenly appear <laughs> and throw you in. Off your... the Matterhorn. Yeah, they come off the Matterhorn. A siren comes and they just uh, jump It's down. like the opening sequence of... Uh, Inglorious Bastards. And they, <laughs> and they take you and throw you into a, a, a jail that has no fun. 
Wow. Or glamour or, or, or animation. There's no, ma- there's no Disney magic in the, in the no, vomit no, 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 cell. It actually looks like a place where you would have a, a hysterectomy. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> That's the other side of Disney that Walt didn't want you to see, right? No, it was like Mr. Disney had a very, like, you will not have fun. <laughs> well, have you ever heard? I heard that, um, and this Brendo Brendo contends this, but but there's rumors that Walt Disney had like weird fetishes for. Uh, he used to collect 17th century t- torture devices and stuff like that. Like someone said, he was a masochist. I re- there was a book I kind of read on that. <laughs> I don't know what you're where you're getting this from. I don't. I mean, a masochist. <laughs> Well, I think I thought uh, 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 Pirates of the Caribbean was so slow it was kind of yeah, no, I, Pirates, what about Small World? <laughs> and, the, and the Tiki Room's a little harsh. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. It was kind of torture chamber like. No, I, don't, I think that a lot of. Ma- I know that he was a. He's Spanish. Was he? Yeah, because the I same. ended up being um, in, a, in a movie in Spain and we were at Disney Beach. In oh, Spain. wow. And Dis- Disney. Disney. Oh, that's where the name. The, the, he's a, yeah, he's a real well. Spanish. Disney is a Spanish name, so it should be called Disneyla. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fantasyland. Welcome to the Fantasyland. <laughs> so this is to the island of Hoch. Hoch. <laughs> <laughs> See that's, that's so. I'm so racist. No, it's fine. We are. Everyone's a little bit racist. No, but no, but, I'm profoundly racist. Oh, okay, well, I can't believe that I haven't been, you know, punished. I don't. Approve, <laughs> I don't approve of it. You've been caught. You're like, I don't approve of it. I just live by it. Now I'm drinking this new boxed water that you people have given it's great, me. It's great, right? Green for those people who are listening, and it's composed of renewable resources. It looks like a milk box, but I'd like to see um, kind of a, a little sketch of Jean Benet on it. <laughs> a missing person thing. And we can switch what are you, it. What are you guys? What is that? We could do a whole. Don't come on. You're groaning at that. Moaning like you don't even. We we it. we theoretically raped Hitler two weeks ago, and you're groaning at a Jean yeah, Benet I mean, joke. Like, too okay. soon. Was it too you soon? You guys are folks? all very uh, hoity-toity. Oh, they no, really are. Your no. audience. <laughs> I don't know what their deal is. Hoity-toity audiences. I mean, I'm just a nice. We get the opera crowd here. Yeah. Put your monocles away, folks, and lighten up. No, that would be great if they or they did different editions of different missing children every week. It was like collect all six or whatever. I love that. Collect all six and you get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, going back to lighter subjects. So growing up, growing up in California. Well, actually, you mentioned uh, Walt Disney has a Spanish origin. You yourself, sir, have kind of an interesting uh, heritage. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a complete mix. Um, I am Puerto Rican, uh, Jewish, Italian. And my great grandfather was from Berlin. Wow! So at one point, like different parts of your family killed other different parts of your family. <laughs> and usually, it happened uh, during a uh, Bing Crosby special. <laughs> <laughs> no, just that no. one time a year. No, no. Uh, yeah, I just did genealogy.com, and I found out that the first Negron was a 10th century in uh, northern Italy. Wow! Wow! That's so cool. I actually, I'm really interested in that kind of stuff, and I tried to do that with my own family. I'm a Cohen, but the unfortunate thing being a uh, Cohen, a, a Cohen, You're yeah. never going to find out. I, being a Russian Jew, it stops at the year like 1910. Like, there's no, I don't, you know what I mean? Because there's no record for Probably whatever. Probably stops at 10th Avenue. Yeah, probably, right? <laughs> At a furrier or yeah, something. 110 yeah, yeah. Street. Yeah. That's so funny you mentioned that. My little brother just signed an apartment lease on 10th Avenue today. Wow. That was like psychic. kismic. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm very much like um, a psychic guy lately. It really kicked in. Wow. When, when I was a kid, I had that. I don't know. I don't want to call it a gift, but I'm intuitive. Really? Like, oh, you yeah, think yeah, preternaturally? Very... Like, you would, you would pick up on things that... Yeah, somehow I did. I never wanted it, but it, it, it always came. I mean, I remember we had a housekeeper that was in our house, and she was... Uh, my father hired her. She it was an ex-nun, 
And one day she was around, and her, she was really fun. We would watch Mike Douglas and make lemonade. And one day I, I burst out speaking a fifth century Latin. Really? Oh, got really? Yeah, yeah. I started. Speaking. And she and she was there to verify because yeah, she, she was, was yeah, you, You're speaking fifth century Latin, so maybe you should like. Um, we should have just a little petite exorcism. Wow. Did she a, did she exercise you? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I mean, it was really wild. I, no, it was. Uh, yeah, I just went driving in the car. I, it was when I first got my license, and I spoke languages. And it was crazy. What do you think? Do you think now? I be, I don't I don't believe in all this. But I don't wholeheartedly believe in the concept of, of past lives, but I believe in a shared consciousness kind of thing. Is that what you think it, it might be? Yeah, a sort I believe of thing? there's a word, it's a kind of a goshic memory that there's like this total collective that we can have access to. Someone told Absolutely. me that a UFO, when you, they exist, what you're really seeing though is us in the future. We were just having this discussion today, me and Brendo. Maybe this will be. Um, have you heard? Uh, I know you're 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 very active online and stuff like that. And because uh, I, I saw your comment the other day on the Willow Smith video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I like Willow Smith. If I had hair, I'd be whipping it back and forth. Sir. Oh, no, like, I like Willow Smith. She's only ten and she's got it together. She uh, she's got it together more together than I do. That's for sure. I oh, mean, no, she's no, a no, composed I, young lady. Yeah, I, I I I she's a bio celebu matter. And she's kind of the first, the first, or I guess her brother would be. But yeah, you're right. That's two. Cele- that's what happens when two. It's celebrities mate almost. It's not. It's like a hereditary kind of. Yeah, or it's something. like rumor Willis. <laughs> but this, but she seems to be genuinely talented, Willow Smith. Yeah, Willow As Smith a, is very talented. Yeah. I mean, I think she's like the next Lena Horne. Well, absolutely, or or Rihanna, if you want to take. Well, it. Rihanna, I'm so old. <laughs> I thought Rihanna. When I first heard about Rihanna, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a Cajun. Rice dish served with fish. <laughs> it still is if we wanted to be presented, kind of blackened and That's slightly a, beaten. But that makes it. That makes it. You know what? I do is testing you. That that makes it You're more fun though. Yeah. Pasadena, Pierre <laughs> du, You own a horse and a tennis racket. Bullshit. Wow. <laughs> oh man. So um, <laughs> you grew up in California, like you said, and um. You, what uh, Halloween for you out here? See, I, I've never. This is like my first real Halloween out here because I've been out here for two years, and last year I was away uh, for a concert. Well, what, I'm older than you, so I remember a totally different Halloween. What, what did it like it used to be like when you were? Well, a first kid? of all, only kids got dressed up. <laughs> it wasn't I mean, a party. You didn't thing, get dressed right? up if you were over 15. Like the old boys and girls, even the old guys, you know, like 15 year olds, they would like wouldn't be caught dead in a costume. But the kids got dressed up. So that's what's interesting now is that like grown-ups, like how old are you? 26. Are you going to get dressed up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll be here, but yeah, I mean, yeah. What are you going to get dressed up as? Uh, I'll give it away. Um, Kevin Smith once compared me to Scooter from The Muppet Show, so I'm dressing up as Scooter. Well, that's I'm going to be like, five minutes to showtime, sir. <laughs> but no, uh, no, okay. My big, my big costume when I was a kid that I had a lot of success with. There was a show called The Adams Family. Absolutely, yeah. a show called The Adams Family. Come well, on, I we're geeks know, here, sir. Know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and I uh, went as a cousin. It. <laughs> you went. At, how? How was that? Did was it homemade? Homemade, and I invented it. It was quite a, a, a phenomenal year. How did you get that much hair? Well, it was first of all, it was yarn. Okay. Okay. And I, what I did is I, I concocted this idea. I put a bathing cap on, and then I thought I'd knit through the yarn and make like a big wig, like a crazy, you know, troll wig, and uh, based on a troll. And my mother goes, uh, "We're not going to spend that much money on yarn for you. You have a four dollar yarn budget." I go, "Mom," <laughs> and you know what I look like? I look like a spaghetti of spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> it, it didn't. It just looked like I was just a head with this spaghetti on me. That's great. And, it was, and you were going mur, 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 and people were like, "It's not working, kid." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then by the end of the night, I just thought maybe I'm just thing. 
That's great. All right. But it was it was a safer time back then too, right? I don't know about California per se, but just in general, there was none of the, the whole worry about there wasn't any candy fear. and, and, no, and no, no. pedophiles was, and that sort of there was none of that. fun stuff that makes uh, sense. I, I, you know, there was absolutely none of that. You, you got candy and then you went home and you traded it and you went to bed and there wasn't this kind of like murder Jean Bonnet thing. It's become, it's become a holiday affair almost and I think a lot of the religious uh, right kind of takes... Brendo, Brendo spent a lot of time back in the day in well, the ministry. they have their harvest festival. Because they're anti-Halloween, right? Yeah. They think Where's it's that a, now? A lot of like churches and stuff. Because they're oh, very yes. anti-Halloween. Well, a lot of people, and that's and that's the origins of Halloween. It was it was a Druid holiday uh, that that the Christians co-opted when when they took over and stuff and like that. All Saints Day, but that's the day after. And then you move into Day of the Dead, which really upsets those Episcopalians. <laughs> you don't want the dead walking around, but they don't understand that the dead speak and the spe- And you know what the dead say? What? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the dead said. Well, go, going back to your, to your kind of psychic abilities, have you ever had any um, experiences with the dead? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, they didn't like me in, in Alaska when I performed there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Alaska. Oh, my God, I performed in Alaska at Fairfax. Did you really? I I did, you yeah, stand-up. That's did, another thing. We'll get into that, but you're, you're a pretty prolific stand-up, and, yeah. And I went into a place that was a cinder block room. Club. It was called like you know the 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 moose knuckle. With it was called like <laughs> the moose knuckle. I think it was literally called the comedy twat. Wow. <laughs> and it was a cinder block room filled with people with toothless alcoholic red people, and and the, and and the, and the and the and the lady at the um, desk said, "Whatever you do, do not touch a sled dog." And I petted a sled dog, and this man threatened to kill me. Wow. And then I, when I performed that night, moving around thinking that they were going to shoot me. No, that, that was dead. No, wow. Dead, <laughs> dead people I've seen. I was in the White House once, uh, and um, I was kind of cruising around there, and um, in, the, in the gold room I saw three ghosts, uh, and, they, and they gave me shade. What do, you, what do you mean? They were like, they were like Alicia Silverstone and Clueless. Three ghosts looked at me in the White House and went, as if. <laughs> really? They gave, yeah, they gave me shade. Like, we, Three know, ghosts we, judged you in the White House? Ghosts <laughs> judged me. Fucking asshole ghosts. I mean, like, it was what like, did they look like? Do you like? think the Wilson administration so cool? Were they like wearing old-timey clothes? <laughs> they were wearing stuff that I imagine looked like 1915 clothes. Wow. Wow. They had no legs, and they kind of looked at me, and they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. They're like, legs. Fuck that yeah, guy. legs, yeah. I got feet. Who needs friend. them? Watch me fly, Johnny. I guess they're named, one of them is named but yeah, Johnny. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm open to all. I mean, Lucille Ball, I worked for Lucille Ball, the great Lucille Ball, and she told me that when she was going to, she had to pay for I Love Lucy. Okay, so let's go back a second. Though you worked, you you worked with Lucy Bell, or she, she? No, I was very young. I was only like, you know, seventeen, and I was made an intern. And I, I was, you know, wow. my secret of my success, and I think I've had good success, is that I've always worked for free. I was always an intern. I started out being an extra. You hear that, Derek and Brendo? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, a lot of people don't want to work for free, but that's like the, the key. Because absolutely. people I, love it when you I agree, absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. makes you endearing. Yeah. It makes you endearing. And also, if you do a really good job, they go, you know what? Give that guy all the money and he'll do all the work. See, boys? Listen to Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stick no, it out. No, so yeah. Lucille Ball, they asked me to be her intern at Sherwood Experimental College. This is in the 70s. And I was, you know, they said, well, you do what Lucy asked you to do. 
And I, you know, I got her scotch. I got her cookies. Had she been off television at this point? Yeah, or? she'd been off school TV for probably maybe ten years. And and you got her scotch and cookies. I uh, got her scotch and cookies and Palm Mall unfiltered cigarettes. Wow. But I also got to, you know I got to know her and a very complex person, a very successful person. But she said that CBS would not pay for Desi Arnaz because he was a spick. So she had to finance the, uh, the show on her own with an insurance policy from a second on her house. And she thought if the show disappeared or failed, she'd lose her house. Wow. And, and, and Carol Lombard, who was a great movie star actress of the 1940s, appeared in ghost form to Lucy and said, sign the paper. Wow. Sign the paper. This is what you want. This is your break, baby. And, and, and Lucy signed the paper. Exactly what Carol Lombard did. And the show... She owned the footage. Oh wow! So she made the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, that's the why they made, made, so the they made like you know a hundred million dollars because they own the footage. Hopefully, you always end up owning it. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So, if, folks, if Carol Lombard visits you in the sleep, do not listen uh, to what do she not says. turn her away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, at this point, I'd be very, very happy if uh, Shirley Hemphill visits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy anyway. Say, hey, Shirley, it's been a while. No, no. Uh, yeah, so you have to be open to all you know all things. The world made Halloween to be you know everybody's so scared now. Why? You know, like, how many terrorist attacks? It's the whole just fear, fear-based culture that, I mean, I know, and I know you're, you're a fairly political guy, but I think the climate we live, I, I can't see a future where it's not, we're not dominated by fear. I think this is the way the world is going to be for the next, you know what I mean? Well, I know we're going to become so fearful, we're going to become paralyzed. And then paralyzed people, um, you can have sex with them easier. <laughs> so maybe I like this new future, yeah. Just so try not to be that go, oh scared God, and you'll have a lot of sex. I don't have to watch TV anymore. No, absolutely. Be- <laughs> my big thing is that when I moved uh, to my new life, I got a great uh, apartment and I have no TV. You have no t- television? I have no yeah. TV. I only watch YouTube. And the only <laughs> thing I watch is Rosemary's Baby. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't watch television. And, and you know what? It's like, I really... I, I, like all of a sudden, sewage is not coming in my world. You find it liberating, right? I mean, I can very imagine, liberating. Yeah. I read books now, and I watch. YouTube. And this is coming from an actor. You don't watch television. Well, I watch YouTube. I mean, I definitely oh, okay. will watch Marlon Brando screen test, or I'll watch a Kevin Smith movie. But I'm not going to be sitting watching Nancy Grace going. She was female, and she's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or the newest reality show, or well, or something I mean, why like... don't you ever hear about black people bleeding? What, sorry? You never hear about black people bleeding or, or Mexican people bleeding. On their shows, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's only white pretty girls with hard asses. <laughs> <laughs> but that really bothers me. There's a lot of black people with hard asses that are bleeding. Nancy Grace scares the crap out of me. I mean, a lot of those people, Glenn Beck, it's just, it's just, and, and, they're, and they're the ones with the soapboxes, kind of, and they're the ones with, with, with the access to the, to the ears. The most important thing is to truly not to listen to them. Absolutely, and, and to just turn off, I mean, David Cross said it years ago, I think, but it's unfortunate that you have to read other countries' newspapers to find out what's going on in your own, yes, kind of. Yes, that's like true. Like the Guardian UK and stuff like that, because, I mean, yeah, this, this uh... How do we get from this to Halloween? But sure, let's go for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just we, yeah, no, we no, live no. in a tenuous time. I, I definitely agree. What are you going to be for Halloween? <laughs> I don't know yet because I'm trying to find. It's hard to find, as I was telling Matt, a big dude costumes at this late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> we got to like all the like, big dudes get out in the first day. Yeah, that and sounds like um, a Tom Hanks miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> well, speak. We'll get. Well, actually, that's a pretty good segue. So, because you, uh, you you were in a film with with Tom Hanks, right? So yes, that was about line. that was about stand up comedy. But before that, let's go back to your stand up career because you started. Was that how you got into acting? Yeah. So um, you were living out here, and uh, you, you went to. Um, how did you go from? 
Okay, I'll trick tell you. or treater, e-ticketer to uh, to stand-up comedian. Okay, as it were. there was an article in the L.A. Times where you could have an open mic night at the comedy store, and I went to the comedy store when I was a junior in in high school. In high school, yeah, because yeah, I lived okay. close by, and did it, and then auditioned for comedy groups, and ended up getting into a comedy group called the L.A. Connection, and we performed on the boardwalk in Venice. Doing improv and doing crazy comedy, and I was really—I was fearless. As you get older, you get scareder, but I was fearless, and I was out there. And this little Irish man came up to me, and he goes, "Oh, you are very, very wonderful, very good, very good." And and I said, hey, "Well, you know, that's nice." And we became friends. And this guy was from Ireland, very crazy. And I, and then a month into the, our relationship, our friendship, he said, "Oh, I'm doing a TV show called Mork and Mindy," <laughs> and it, and it was Robin Williams. And and Robin was so nice to me. Robin Williams is from Ireland. He's out of his mind. Is he just faking an accent? He's just faking. He's crazy. That's that's, (laughs) so. For the first two months you knew him, he pretended to be a little Irish. Absolutely. He's out of his mind. And 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 he told me he was from Ireland. And I of course was talking to him like he was you know had autism. I'd be like, Would you like to see (laughs) Coca Cola? That's great. So so two months in, he reveals that he's about to be more. and, and, And it was as though I'd kind of passed a test with him that I really was a nice person and then all of a sudden Robin became so famous so quickly and he was always so encouraging to me and would drive me to the comedy store in Westwood and, and he'd go on and then I'd follow him Wow, and that was really amazing because he was so brilliant. So you cut your teeth in comedy, following Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and learned that you could think, you know, outside of the box. In those days, it was like a stoner world; like everybody was stoned on marijuana. It is now. It is now too. it is now too. Yeah, (laughs) for me, it was perpetually. (laughs) But 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 then that was still like kind of hippie, cocainey drug culture, and I was not a drug person, so I made believe I was on drugs. To, to fit in, to, to hang out. So I could out. fit in, yeah. It was Absolutely. very difficult to stay up uh, 24 hours with Harry Neal. Well, if you, watch, <laughs> if you watch some of those early Robin Williams stand-ups at the Met, he's practically scaling the fucking walls he's so coked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I imagine that was the time period. So, so then you started doing the clubs around L.A. after mm-hmm. that fairly regularly? Yeah, or? and then I thought, you know, the really big thing would be to uh, go on the road. And then I went on the road. And then it really became fun because you see that um, you're of service. Because I think that in, in this world, people need to laugh. And, and laughter is like immediate. It's always different. And I, and I, and I just loved it. I still love it. It's my, it's, one, it's my favorite thing to do is to do stand-up. So I went out on the road and did it and then, and then went on the Johnny Carson show and, and very early got, kind of got that seal of approval. He brought, he brought you over to the couch after yeah. your, your bit. Yeah, I hear that. That's the big comic thing, right? If, that was a big Johnny, deal, yeah. To if Johnny invited there. you over to after, yeah. And it was so great because it was before cell phones. And... Um, my phone rang for uh, 50 hours. Wow. It was like two days. Where I wow, just after, that right phone. after that, right? Yeah, and oh. I would pick up the phone and go, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How great I was know. it? Oh my God, I'm when so excited. Did that, was that great or annoying uh, with that instant kind of fame? Well, you get, like, you get like this kind of thing that people are paying attention and then you kind of get nervous like you want to be great all the time, but then you are only as good as your writers. So, or, and, and, and how much you put into it. So I've always had really good writers, and, uh, and, and, I, and I care. I'm always writing. I'm always constantly you're, writing. So what, you, every day you're, you're looking for new material, as it were? Or? Every day I'm writing. Every day I'm always looking for new material. I'm try, you know, like right now, like today, tonight, I'm thinking, like, it's a good day to make Charlie Sheen jokes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. You know, why would anybody, I don't have any, but I mean, like, why would anybody destroy a hotel room when you make $2 million dollars? Um, or hide the hooker in the closet, or all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, wouldn't you just... Um, 
If you had $2 million and you're staying at the plaza, why wouldn't you just blow up the plaza? <laughs> like, just smithereen. Yeah, you're right. Just, just wrecking the hotel room is kind of, like, amateurish at this point. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, just... Cyanide it out or something, or hire, like, elephants to stampede through the hallway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hire 50 elephants in the Bronx Zoo just to no, go yeah. through the lobby and, like, the, that elephant walk. Just to do the actual elephant, and you play the music and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it's hire Aerosmith to play Baby Elephant Walk as they do it. Like, just yeah. go out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> I think what Charlie Sheen failed to do by blowing up the plaza was very faggy. <laughs> and you're and you and you and see what's great is I remember uh, I worked on the film Shoot the Hero, and I remember you saying that exact thing about something not. else. I swear to God, faggy. You called something faggy, and you're like not. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever because m- when most people are shying away from that term, you seem to have embraced it wholeheartedly. Oh yeah, or, faggy is a great word. I mean, I, I, I now I'm going to get in trouble. I, I mean, the whole you know thing, but um, yeah, faggy is <laughs> a word. I don't mean like you know male penetration. I'm just talking like faggy. Well, like, that's the way my parents. Like, that's the way my parents say it, and that's what people are fighting. I remember against when these your days. dad said we were talking to your dad, oh, and he said faggoty. My dad came here this weekend. Yeah, and 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 the other funny thing is the guy to your left recently came out of the closet about a month ago too. So yeah, for, mean, Brendo did. Yeah, you came out of the closet. Yeah, yeah, oh, live on this show actually. And uh, and my my dad said the word faggoty, and like the the room got so quiet because we're so used to this piece of <laughs> culture. I had never heard somebody say that before. Like I was kind of just shocked. What did he call faggoty? Do you remember something? I don't remember. He some was, TV show or something. Some TV show. He's just like that, and like this is like the Matt, like you know, because he sounds a lot like Matt. He's like that's just so faggoty. Like, uh, <laughs> is that well, your I mean, it's like Richard, you know, Lenny Bruce. Are yeah, we yeah, afraid yeah. of these well, words? Well, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I really resent when they say like you know, uh, Oprah and Gail's revealed lesbian affair. Like, it, it, is that bad to have a lesbian yeah. affair? No, it's yeah. hot if you're Oprah and Gail. No, <laughs> did you hear they they went on a camping trip? I I just read somewhere a online gossip thing. They were spotted at like a Home Depot buying tents and stuff. I don't believe that. Oprah would send out on her front know, lawn. They'll camp like 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 um like Catherine the Great or whatever. They have the slum village built. Catherine probably. the Great. Yes, that, no, that was Marie Antoinette. Oh, was that Marie Antoinette? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My my no, I mean, my like, well, well, good for you for coming out because that's a really important thing because. You know, I think the world is so much more accepting than we think about. Yeah, that's totally uh, about true. Gay and and you know, so many of my friends are transgendered or yeah. are making the transition to. Um, all of my friends are changing into different sexes, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to do. I have to like get a, you know a, a etiquette book. You keep a roster <laughs> to figure out who's a he and who's a her from yeah, now on. Because yeah, because I'm just, I'm a dyslexic codependent Jew, so I enable myself <laughs> just by thinking. That's so great. But it's like yeah, like it's like you know she he. It's like she ra and. Two plus two equals one. No, every, everything's changing. And, and it's the thing, and coming up, coming up and stand up in, in what was it, the 70s or? Uh, 80s. 80s. Um, that was kind of a crazy anything goes kind of time too, right? Do you, do you think it's, there's a major difference? Do you think things are getting more censored? Well, they're more censored because this generation now, your generation, is the first generation that grew up in fear. I mean, my, my, my partner in my, my show, Logan Heftel, he's 24, he told me he was eight years old when Nicole Brown Simpson was murdered by OJ. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was about the same age. Yeah, yeah so you, or, how old are you? Uh, 26. 27, okay, so you know you where you were. You were like in high I was in I was in fifth grade, absolutely. Fifth grade. 
That's a pretty heavy thing to hear. Yeah, yeah. We listened to the we li- and fi- I remember fi- being in school and they stopped yes. school for the verdict. That's what we in my school too. Fifth yeah. grade when the trial started and then it went through the summer and I was already in middle school when they they did the verdicts live on the PA system. Actually, it was so, such an important historical event. They were when calling it. When I was in the fifth grade, I was making a paper mache cherry tree. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Innocence. I was making Valentine. Well, you know, like I remember my childhood. The first moment of lost innocence, I guess you could call it. I had was when. I was five years old. The Challenger exploded while we were watching at school, like all excited. You wow. know, like yeah. that was pretty nuts. See, I feel point. like my first moment of lost innocence was like I missed an episode of Care Bears and got really pissed off or something. <laughs> I had a fairly innocuous life uh, childhood. No, but uh, my fr- okay. Here's what I lost my innocence. This is because I was a Hollywood kid in 1971. I was like 10 or 11, and the um, Brady Bunch came on, and I was not playing the part of Peter. Oh. <laughs> and I, I thought, how could this have happened? I'm an actor. I could have been Peter. And I, I, had, I actually submitted myself to Sherwood Schwartz, and I wrote a letter. And I got a letter back about two months later, and it says, I'm sorry, we will not be using any black actors on the show. What? Oh, my because God. Because I think you saw my name, Taylor Negron, <laughs> and, and, and thought that I was Taylor a Negro. I just, love that they, I just love that Sherwood Schwartz was uniformly like, we will never be using a black actor on the Brady Bunch. Thank you. We're going to put these rules down. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of our show Bible. Yeah. I have to say, I thought I was black until I bumped into Carl Weathers at the 24-hour fitness uh, shower. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and the jig was up. Well, I've actually, I have a funny, <laughs> speaking of bumping into the shower, we'll get to it in a minute, but, but so you, you, um, you started as a stand-up. How did you make the segue into acting, sir, into, in films and that kind of thing? Well, it was a very Hollywood kind of story. I, I, like I said, I always worked for free, and I worked as an extra in a lot of movies. I thought that was great because, you know, you didn't have to do much, and you got paid a lot. And you didn't have to move or act. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, you get to read a book, and well, then you, you get to read a book. There. And I draw. You know, I like to sketch, so I thought that was great. I could draw all the people. And I was in the movie The Main Event with Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neill, and I got chosen from a group of people to get a real part, along with Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neill. So uh-huh. I, there I was, this like little idiot, and then I'm with these two big movie stars, and um, so I just realized that that meant something. And then I was able to say, you know, I just, I just came off the new Streisand picture. <laughs> and uh, very, I mean, I really ran with it. Because when you get, window of opportunity comes, you have to go with it. Absolutely, yeah. And I ran with it. And, 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 I, and, I, and I got a big agent out of it and a big manager. And, 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 then, and then they sent me out. I had a good agent, at Michael Black at ICM. And they sent me out to Gary Marshall. And I starred in Young Doctors in Love with Sean Young and Michael McKean. I love that movie. Yeah, that's that one. Of my friend Phil. It's like one of his favorite. With, with Sean Young before it. she was um, Sean Young. <laughs> Sean Young before the Catwoman incident. It yeah. Was, oh yeah, yeah. It was right off Blade Runner. But yeah, so it's like oh, you know, you get. That. I was very young and I got a break and and did all those movies in a row. And uh, you know, it, it, it was. It, when I look back at it, I think it's, I'm in some classic movies. I'm very proud of. Absolutely, it. let's go through. And that's actually my my shower. You guys were waiting for my shower scene. segue. You were in Easy Money mm-hmm. with Rodney Dangerfield. I uh, and Joe Pesci and Jennifer Jason Leigh. Absolutely, I had the pleasure of meeting Rodney Dangerfield once. My grandpa. Um, it was big in the casino industry, and he knew he knew Rodney. And one time we were at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. I was about five years old, and my grandpa was like, "Matthew, I want to introduce you to someone." So he leads me through the casino floor into the um, spa area, and then into the sauna, and introduces me to a naked Rodney Dangerfield smoking a cigar. <laughs> and that was that was the time I met Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, that's awesome. At the Golden Nugget sauna, I was. Uh, I remember I was, when I first met him. 
he, uh, uh, his limousine pulled up. We were in New York shooting the movie, and he came up in a limousine, and he had like this dirty limousine with um, a pillow in the back seat. <laughs> Like a, like a you know, it's very humanizing to see a pillow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like almost like a, a like a. It's a sign of weakness. You got to rest your head. And <laughs> what's the matter? Are you tired? It is a sign yeah. Of weakness. Yeah. That's why I my pillow is safely. This is not my computer, by the way. This is my pillow. <laughs> you keep it. You keep it locked <laughs> up. Pillow, my yeah. sleazy pillow is is, is color corrected. Uh, no. Yeah. Um. He. You know. Rodney was great. You know. Rodney did not make it until he was like forty five. Absolutely. Yeah. Rodney had one of the the later in life stories because he even in stand up really. He hadn't made it till he was that. Yeah, and then there was a, he had a great writer called Joe Ansis who who wrote all his material. And you know, it, it was he, Rodney was a collaboration, but he really, really is funny. He did a lot of drugs. He did a lot of coke on crazy, that right? Uh, so you're saying Rodney Dangerfield it was almost a character, almost, right? Well, yeah, it's like you know, you make up a character and you kind of integrate it with the, the part of you that's the most buoyant. No, absolutely, because the real guy was was Jack Cohen. I'm claiming him as one of our own. I think his actual, I think Rodney's real was, name is Jack, Jack Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah, I knew his daughter. I knew his wife. I mean, he was, you know, he was great. I, I mean, it was like you know, he's 45, and all of a sudden he's he's becoming like a coke whore in New York, running around with a bunch <laughs> of mafiosos. But at least he got to do that. That's how we knew my grandpa. <laughs> and, and you were in Nothing But Trouble? Yes. That movie uh, freaked me out so much as a child. Will like, you try being in it? Disturbed how the crazy fuck was that out of me, that? sir. Yeah. Why? I, I like it. It was just, it was, it was, uh, from, there were a few things when I was young that really freaked me out. And you were, in a, you were in a lot of them. There was the show Duckman, which you did a voice on, I believe, right? Yes. Which disturbed me to no end as, as like an <laughs> eight-year-old. Like I knew it was more, it, I knew I shouldn't that makes be me feel watching like my it. my work is done. And then, and that was and that was and that was the thing with with nothing but trouble. It was like there was something so adult and so kind of kind of twisted about this uh, movie. But I have no idea what it what it is. Do you know yet. what it is? Is I think that that movie really, really was a complete stoned fever dream of Dan Aykroyd because he smoked the most extraordinary yeah. marijuana, and 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 it was. In, I'm not, I should revisit the movie now. <laughs> so the set just very nuts. I mean, well, I mean the set was really, really huge. Mark Catton and Warner Brothers put a millions of dollars into this. Demi Moore, Chevy, Tupac, Dan, Tupac Shakur. <laughs> yeah, that movie was insane. Digital Undergrounds yeah. in Netflix. Digital yeah, Underground absolutely. was the first time I ever smelt crack. Wow! Wow! <laughs> you know the acrid smell of crack. Yeah, now I really got to go back and watch Nothing But yeah, Trouble. Yeah, so it's like a fever dream. And I remember at the end of the movie, no one knew how it would end. And, and everybody in the technical crew kind of just wrote the ending and put it in a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they, they took out the It kind of makes sense, and watching Nothing was, But Trouble. Yeah. The ending was, I think, Chevy goes to the wall like Bugs Bunny. It's, but it's such a it's such a weird fun movie that like I don't I don't know that it couldn't be made today but it wouldn't like no no I mean like Fast Times wouldn't be made right now all these movies would not be well made. and that's and that's kind of most a lot of people know you as as the pizza delivery guy in Fast Times right you you, you get to visit uh, young Mr Spicoli during class and and I saw Fast Times for the first time a few years ago and um I don't think I connected to it as much as people of a few years older well, oh, than yes, you did. Oh, yes, you're too young for that. Because it's very 80s. <laughs> it's very 80s. But the thing I did... It's actually it, very 70s. It's kind is of it really? 70s. Though. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it was made in 1981. Okay, yeah. well, the thing I did realize about it, though, is that they were dealing with such adult issues that, like, Clueless, I think, is my kind of stand-in for Fast Times, almost. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As, as embarrassing as that sounds. And they, they weren't really going... Very faggoty. Yeah, oh, extremely, <laughs> extremely faggoty. Oh, I had, I had a clueless shirt. It gets oh, even totally. faggotier. I approve um, that message. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but uh, 
Fast Times w- was dealing with, with, with kind of... Abortion. I, I always say, ra- like I always say rape, and everyone tells me I'm wrong, but that dugout scene is terrifying. Well, that's, that's not rape. It's not rape, right? She it's just, it's just awkward, horrible sex. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think... That, but that's how sex happens to a lot of people. And that's why the movie's insanely real. Realer than they treat teenagers nowadays. They would never allow that in a movie because they would say the customer doesn't want that. And, you know, sticking the carrot down their throat, you know, the full frontal nudity of the boy... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, and, and 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 clueless. Was Even though it's heckerling still. Yes, and I just did Amy's new movie called Vamps. Oh, really? She got a new movie? Yeah, we just finished it. Oh, and, cool! And, I, I, I'm actually and a big and fan. I, I I reprise my role. Oh, nice! Do you really? I do. Yeah, with, the pizza uh, guy comes back. Yes, and 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 meets a very strange demise with um, Sigourney Weaver. Wow, wow! Now I got to see this one. Yeah, yeah that like, sounds that sounds awesome. <laughs> Avatar meets nothing but trouble. That's awesome. But, but there was that string going around that time. There was a, you you were in basically every film that came out. Almost you did a lot of films with uh, Savage Steve Holland. Right? One of every my movie, favorite yeah. movies of you did all Better time. Off Better Off Dead. Yeah, Better Off Dead is another movie that's just so weird. It's so and it's bizarre. Aged so well though. You no, know, it's mean, like it's like they kind of systematically took originality out of movies. Yeah, totally. Because a movie is like an auteur. Kevin is an auteur. I mean. That movie had animated sequences. It had like movie, crazy it's the weirdest movie that had ever like made, yeah. where John John Cusack's constantly trying to kill himself. Or like, what about when the Jello tries to move? Yeah, off the no, like, absolutely. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And then your whole like with the postman and his little brother. Like, aren't you a little young for this little boy? Like that whole <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, he, no, I wrote that. That was uh, I love that. Like my movie. homage to Mae West because I love Mae West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like you know, what's a little boy like you doing with big boy smut like this? Yeah, that's great. And then there's that. A, you did better off that you did one crazy summer. Yeah, that was in Hyannis, which was great because that was we were shooting with um, lots of Kennedys around. Were, they, were the Kennedys? Were you nervous yeah, about a, about? Well, uh, we, we got invited to a, the Kennedy golf clubs. What was somebody, that? Yeah, right. Didn't he beat someone to death with a golf club or yeah. something? Yeah. Okay, so that was a fair reference. You guys just don't know. Come on, if we were in if we were Get in a political it, crowd kids. right now, you guys would be roaring. And then how I got into college? Yeah. And, right. Yeah. The golf club. Um, and, and yeah, God, I, I, I wish, well, Amy's movie's pretty cool. And let me see, I've done some pretty good movies. No, absolutely. all shit, really. No, man. but see, they, and, and, and then you, um, the, other, the other movie that kind of is important in my childhood is when I was growing up, my parents aren't big movie buffs. So they're extremely big readers. They read a lot. So That's growing why up. you're so smart. I appreciate that. That's but why your name's Cohen. Exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, but growing up, so I didn't have access to VHSs and stuff like that. But I had a friend, uh, my best friend Craig Rainer who had one rated R film. It was his dad's, and it was Last Boy Scout Yes, on VHS. So at the age of about nine years old, that was the first rated R movie I'd ever seen, the first movie where I'd see people getting shot. So for oh, wow, nine-year-old me, you were the baddest person in the history of film <laughs> because you were the bad guy in the only rated R movie I'd ever seen. So that was, was a crazy turn for you. Like you're, yeah. You're how did you go? How did you go from from Savage to Holland and, and Punchline and stuff like that to to uh, to Milo and nothing but? Tr- you know, it and, really um, is a remarkable thing because I think that uh, Bruce Willis really wanted me and 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 he remembered me. I I, th- I don't know. I know that they were, Bruce was really into it, and so was Joel Silver, Tony Scott. They were really into me. So that was one of those things. Like, they is, this, is this really you. happening? No, yeah. wow. Like, is, is this a mistake? <laughs> because I, you know, do you have the right? Are you casting black people in this yeah, movie? Yeah. Like, did you see my last name? So you, so you want Urkel? No, yeah, the bad guy. Um, no, it was very interesting. It's Tony Scott, the great Tony Scott. Absolutely, who saw that part of me that he, that comedy. Um, I think comedians don't care. So I played the part, and it was my little trick was kidnapping Bruce Willis 
was the second most important thing of my day. So I, it was all thrown away. No, absolutely. Away. And I mean, I've heard people say that um, about comedians in general is that they, it's a, there's, no, there's no fear kind of in any... I love watching comedians take on dramatic roles because they just seem to come from... If, especially if you come from an improv background or something like that, you, you kind of know that territory of just of not knowing almost. You know what I mean? Or, well, I mean, there is like that... You can see you have like x-ray vision on things. Certain, that's why you never want to get into a big fight with a comedian. Because <laughs> they'll go, you know what... I, I mean, I can be so mean when I want to be. And usually when I... And I'm not, because I don't think that's a good way to be. But when I do get really freaked out, my, parent, my, my, my friends go, Yes! Can they get excited? Yeah. Then, oh, yeah, because then I go in like... Uh, I'm sure mine, unfortunately, do the same when it's not about them. Yeah. No, 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 it's really bad. But, um, yeah, I remember um, Bruce Willis. Um, I, there's a scene in the movie where he's... I look at him and I go, um, You really think you're cool. Don't you? He does. He, he does. And he said, I worked on a movie with are him. Are you really going to say it like that? And I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it's disarming. Absolutely. You it's, say that to Bruce Willis, and he doesn't know where to go with that, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're also, um, I'm in a trench talking to you because you're five foot one. <laughs> um, no, B- Bruce Willis has a hard way. I like him a lot, and I like Demi Moore, and I like the way they live. Um, but it's hard to be Bruce Willis because he's not tall, <laughs> and he's sweet, and uh, everybody wants to beat him up. I mean, yeah, and he's also he's a guy who's been living in a world of yes for the last how many years? You know what I mean? I'm- yeah, he lives in the world of yes, but he has a. He, I saw, I did a movie where he visited on the set in Costa Rica, and he was like a little mafioso prince. He was like from the De Medici family or something. <laughs> And I really, I, I don't know, I just like, because you know what, you want to... He's have, a fucking throwback, all right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's a throwback. And you know what, uh, but you have to remember that, God, I remember they spit on his car one day. Did they really? I mean, that's the thing. You the put, entire crew spit on his car. For as much as I, I, I uh, bust on the guy, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine being him or want to be him for, for any, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm big in the um, concept that you get one shot at life. Oh my fucking God, I do not want to be super famous in my one shot at life because you don't have a life. You know what I mean? Well, you do have a life, but um, nobody's going to really, the super, the people that I know that are super famous, you would never know they exist in the world. They take, you know, they take the maid's car. And they yeah. have to take, but they have to take that kind of extra precaution. Or it, it's yeah, but it, once you get in the room, I mean, if you have a, a, a jacuzzi in every room, I mean, yeah, it kind of works like out for you. Like my friend is dating a really big major superstar right now, and said there when she was her flat, you know, the the apartment at Caesar's Palace, what had a bowling alley in the bathroom. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I'll take a bowling alley. I mean, I'll never use it, but it'll be nice to look at. It's a, con- <laughs> it's a, con- like, yeah. it's a conversation well, you piece. You shit and take a strike. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, was it was it right across from the toilet so you yeah. could sit and like the he ball dispenser? Yeah, sit there. I mean, the ball dispenser. Wow. Wow. He went to the bathroom and 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 ke- the balls were kept in the bidet. Wow, <laughs> that's clean balls, folks. Only at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so yeah, you never know what you know what it's gonna how cool it's gonna be. No, like. totally. But you were and then you but you other than Bruce and and last um, Boy Scout, you worked with some other big names. You you were. Did, an episode of Seinfeld. Yes, absolutely. Um, you you were in Angels in the Outfield, which yeah, is, I love that movie. That's one is, of my favorite. Right, our generation kind of yeah, yeah 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 Nacho Butt. Absolutely. I mean Tony, that was Tony Danza. Tony Danza and, and Tony Danza, Danza Christopher Lloyd, right? Yeah, and I mean, um, Danny Glover. And what's the kid's name? He's and, a big star now. Oh, that kid. 
Yeah. Is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Wow. Up story. This boy is beautiful, and, and he's got the little friend too in it. Yeah, a little black kid. That with that kid, that little African American yeah. was adorable. And we were shooting on Halloween. Actually, this is what we were making the movie. And, and we're in the middle of the scene. He was probably like eight, and we're doing this the big scene in the, the movie. And in the middle of the scene, he looks at me and he goes. Tonight I'm going to be a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Brendo said to me about four weeks ago. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, that's great. I see, you know, and, and, and then it was like, it took a long th- time for them to say, cut. <laughs> you were just holding it in. That yeah. would change the whole Disney movie. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. My parents are dead and I'm going to be a fairy. But that is actually a sweet, it is a sweet movie. I, I, and it, you know what I mean? I, you said you enjoyed, you enjoyed doing it. You enjoyed yeah, it. I thought there was magic on that movie. There were moments where I felt magic in, in, in that movie. And um, Tony Danza and Danny Glover. Danny Glover was very... He was, very, he, he was strange. He, 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 in the makeup trailer one day, he said, ah, I, I'm sure that the, you're really being tired of stereo, being stereotyped. I was like, really? <laughs> what do you think I'm stereotyped as? Well, you're a native Indian, aren't you? I was like, <laughs> wow. I mean, I like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm a crow. And have you ever played it? And you're like, and you've seen me in all my Native American work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Boy, you know, I'm a riveting Sioux actor. <laughs> he saw Speaking you take the Asian feather out of your head every day as you walked in the makeup trailer. Yeah. And stuff. I mean, he thought I was a native. And he, had, he was really perplexed when I said, you know, I have no native. If I was native, I wouldn't be here. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck acting. You have your own movie. Wouldn't have to be here for a lousy $10,000 a week. Speaking of uh, angels in the outfield, I have a listener comment from Dude of Dude and Broad that says, uh, tell Taylor Negron that his character in Angels in the Outfield pissed me off so bad when I was a child, but then I forgave him because he was untouched by an angel. <laughs> oh, that is, could you save that? Will you email that to me? That oh, absolutely, yeah, we'll get so, so no, and then, And then touch, I was untouched by an angel, and, and um, Delta Burke had projectile diarrhea. Nice. Oh, my God! <laughs> That's what you want when you meet Delta Burke. It just completes the I mean, whole thing. That's package. how I see it. I mean, you know, you don't know what I have to go through. That's so great. Delta, oh. Delta Burke's really neat. Really? <laughs> Not that day she wasn't. Yeah. See, that's my generation. Neat. <laughs> uh, um, so after Angels in the Outfield, um, and, and, and see, I, and I don't know how, I've been, I think I told you this is the first time I met you, and I don't, I don't know if it's embarrassing or whatever. I'll just put it out there. But my favorite film that you've been involved with. Um, you played a part of uh, a gentleman called Russell who hurt his bladder while rollerblading. Yes. Biodome. Uh, I believe I Biodome. It's an unsung gem. I love oh that film. It's like, so funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Joey Lawrence. Joey, Joey Adams. Lauren Adams, yeah, absolutely, from Chasing Amy. Yeah, yeah and then Pauly Shore, and that was a great director on that movie. But yeah, that was really interesting. I, I, I hurt my bladder rollerblading. And you were, yeah, you wouldn't get up, yeah. And then, isn't that, that's a beautiful sequence of words. <laughs> absolutely. Bladder rollerblading was And, and then hurt. there's uh, with the scene where she's like, Russell, there, there's beer in the fridge, there's beer in the closet, there's beer in the drive. What does this tell you? And you're like, that we're out of beer. <laughs> <laughs> how is it? How is it working on that on that film? I mean, was that was that a well, was I that another set where the scent of uh, something was in the air? Or <laughs> well, no, it's like one of those things that what I love about movie acting is that it's legalized insanity. Once you get there on the set, you can go. I'm going to go into character now, and you could say you could say that, and then people go, he's going into character. Well, also because you also and then I just all I do is like my character is to lay there and make believe I'm semi erect. Well, you know. did study with Lee, you did study with Lee Strasberg though, right? Yeah. So, I did. so you can kind of claim the whole going into character thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I I actually know how to act. I mean, I, I know I can I can go there and. Are you method at all or? 
uh, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I, I can connect to something. I mean, if, if I'm laying there and I want my stepdaughter to bring me something, I know how to get it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, on, on any. I was. I, I don't even. I'm not even your stepdaughter, and I'll get it for you right now. Yeah, after yeah, that. no. Well, what was? The, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the Sigourney Weaver movie, the new Vamps. Yeah, the where, new where film she kind of in, yeah. like rapes me, and 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 you know, kind of sexually assaults me, and, and I was, wow. just, and I just had to just be there. I had to go back to like, you know, when I used to get sexually abused. No, by Sigourney um, Weaver. <laughs> no, no, it was really weird. You're like, I visited like the set of Alien one day. No, because yeah. nowadays nobody really. The only action I get is when I open up Safari. <laughs> if you get poked on Facebook or something, right? That'd be, I'm in the same boat. And then um, Spy Hard, you, you re-teamed with... Uh, with Steve, yeah. Yeah, Steve, not re- Leslie, Yeah, Spy Hard. Spy Hard, excuse me, Spy Hard, right? Yeah, Spy Hard. I never saw that. You know, I never saw... I haven't. Have you not seen every film you're in? I have not. You were in Spy Hard, though, right? Am I not? Yeah, am I correct? I wasn't in Stuart Little Two. I was in Stuart Little One. Okay, see that someone threw me off. The, the internet lies. You guys, you lies. don't know how hard it is to see yourself in a movie, especially grow up. I mean, I, I'm friends with Eve Plum, who was on the Brady Bunch. Absolutely, yeah. And we had dinner the other day in New York, and we were just like, "Will it ever end? <laughs> <laughs> will it ever end?" Because Eve will not say. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. She can't, I mean... She's just being very... Busy. She's got a hard-line stance yeah, yeah, on that. And, and, and she was on the Martha Stewart show, and I said, why don't you say, Martha, Martha, Martha? But she was like, no. <laughs> I, of course, will deliver a pizza to a fucking funeral. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, if you're listening and you want a pizza from Taylor Negron, check them out on Facebook. No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I will do anything because I feel like, um, what does it matter? Because if I don't know what I look like, and I, and I still get laughs, and I'm really into it. I'll just keep on doing it. Well, it, isn't it also the sense that it's kind of what's ke- keeping you here also, kind of, the fact that people want to hear these lines from you? Is, is it, It's kind of the point of... Yeah, I want uh, more it, lines to people to want. Absolutely. No, you, you, you know, know what I mean? Like we have the Ariel Rug line. The Ariel, okay, yeah. And it's from Punchline where I go, you don't want carpet, you want the... Ah, ah. <laughs> it's just kind of... Pre-Taliban humor. <laughs> yeah, this when you know, like when all these in in 1980 when all the Persians and the Iraqis came to Beverly Hills, it was horrible. You know, they're animals. I mean, it's like give me a break. You know, like get out of the way. Pass me this salt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, know, you go to a, you're you're at you know, patient, Hamburger Hamlet, and, and a stranger goes pass the salt. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I'm moving to Ohio. Go <laughs> move to Ohio. No, yeah, or I no, move to. Now I've befriended. I have a lot of friends in the Persian community and, and the Iraqi community, and and um, they're great, you know. And they think I, they think I'm funny. No, that was growing up. My my own Persian thing is growing up on Long Island. Um, the Persians thought they were the real Jews, and that we I was just a cosmetic. Jew, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was because I I mean oh. I don't even I'm not even religious or anything, so I didn't I didn't rate. Yeah. Oh no no I had. Um, Dinner at the rabbi's daughter's Shabbat dinner last week, and it was like, forget it. Are, are you practicing? Are you practicing Jew, or is that how if you were if raised? The food's free. I'll practice. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Anyone? Anyone celebrating Diwali soon? I mean, no, no, no. no. I, 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 I like all religions. I, I think it's really great. A lot of my friends are uh, Muslim, and you know, we go through the Ramadan thing, and that's so cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to be. I mean, it's delightful to understand these these beautiful stories. Absolutely, and, and that have lasted thousands of years too. I mean, yeah. it, it, forget the validity of them, but just the fact that they've been around that long should. You know, somebody. Was, I think it was Christopher Hitchens saying that um, we've had organized religion for let's say five thousand years, and we've been around for a hundred thousand years. This kind of physical brain, mm-hmm. this person. Well, what do we do for the ninety-eight thousand years before that? 
what you know when we sacrificed our you know, when you died from a toothache yeah. where, where was the loving god then you know so it's like we're still kind of on our own but we if we evolved a little bit to like that there's some kind of spirit in you that i want to be nice to that's all you could that's, <laughs> that's, all, you that's could. all you can ask for i guess yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about living in los angeles when terrible things happen you know like your movie bombs or there's an earthquake um, <laughs> <laughs> Or Lindsay gets thrown in rehab again. All of a sudden, again, people yeah. are very nice to you. You know, it's like when you have a really bad movie out or your show gets canceled, people are like, Taylor, I'm so sorry. And then the following day is it's like... It's the human condition thing. I mean, that was what it was amazing. I'm living in New York during 9-11. Literally, I mean, the streets were like a fucking you Broadway were, you musical. You were there for that? Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was in Long Island, but I, I, I went I very close to the city and I had, I had family there and stuff like that. So I was around for the whole thing. And um, even even the 15 miles away or so that I was from the actual island, for the next month, it was like being on the set of like Our Town or some shit. Like people were just jovial. Like everyone was going out of their way to be so nice to everyone involved. And it was, it was such a weird... Now, it was kind of nice, but it was such a weird sudden change from the usual assholes we are every day. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, no. But it didn't affect me because at the time I lived in West Hollywood and my neighbors and I had a house there and we went to a, the Abbey, which is a gay bar, and I remember um, the, the, the gay people were, were like, well, whatever. And I was like, whatever? I mean, they were like dancing. Wow. And, 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 and just like a huge party. And then there was no inner reflection. That's so weird. And I thought, yeah. that's weird. Then they asked me to leave because they said they didn't want anyone in the bar over 21. Wow. And they I, wanted to have like a like, 9 11 gay I bash. Go, You're really, this is like, now it's, this is bad. Yeah, that's some mess. That's some some not. Fun. I mean, it was it was a complete denial. Definitely crossing that off my list of gay bars to go to. I mean, Absolutely. they wouldn't even let me in. Well, I mean, don't ever go to the Abbey when the uh, when, when a major terrorist when event a major happens. Yeah. Event. Okay, yeah. I'll make Speaking sure. of major terrorist events, um, Flintstones, Viva, uh, <laughs> Viva Las Bedrock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Now that movie was interesting. That was Steven Spielberg, and um, that was uh, I played Kazoo's associate. Kazam. <laughs> and, and it was Alan Cummings, and they put me in this, um, like, a 10,000-pound suit and flew me up in the air and put me on this cone, and I flew around the planet. And they said, your big problem is that you're going you're gonna to lose your, um, you get vertigo. And I remember going in a circle, just projectile vomiting. Nice. Oh, just around That's and in around the deleted scenery. Yeah. And, I, and I just thought, all I could do if I could just hold my gravity... You're like, if I'm in Disneyland right now, they would throw me in a room. <laughs> Bringing it all back. No, well, yeah. that was, yeah, when they threw me in the room, it was because um, my friends were drinking. Oh, is that what? Yeah, and I wasn't, Disney, I was always the good. Disney don't play that, yeah. Oh, no, no, they brought Southern Comfort. Oh, wow. <laughs> they brought Southern Comfort, and they were drunk, and then they threw up on the, on the people mover, <laughs> and then we got off the people mover, and, and, and the party was over. <laughs> Uh, the party never ends here, though. Um, <laughs> you you were on Curb Your Enthusiasm very recently. Yeah, yeah, I was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I played the waiter that refused to give uh, Larry his dinner because Larry suggested he may give it to his dog. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I did it. I I did a Greek accent, so I was like, "Larry, go to Petco." Because when you break, the, when, you, when I give you that meat, that is, a, I break the chain. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, I, we, we should just have a quota long show next time. No, um, then you were, in, you were in a film called Shoot the Hero, which we screened here recently. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with Smod, Castle Zone, Jason Mewes. 
Yeah, that was really fun. That was one of those dark, like your generation makes these movies that are kind of um, <clears throat> reductive, like you, 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 because you grow up with that big, huge blow them up stuff. Now you're doing your version. Deconstructions of, of that kind of yeah. almost. Yeah, that's. I mean, and that's what I'm into personally as a writer is taking big, like big action movies and kind of you know what I mean or big genre stuff. Yeah, I find that interesting because we grew up in the age of. Hundred million dollar blockbusters every other movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's never going to happen. Yeah. So I find this, I, I find it interesting. The smaller stories and those big overlying things are really. That's why I'm excited about what you guys are going to make when you're my age. They, the stories are going to be phenomenal. And it's the internet. I was speaking with someone about this the other day too, and this is another serious place to go. But our um, I don't know if it's my generation or a few years before, but we are the luckiest I, I think in the history of the planet Earth in the sense that we have the internet. And I never really thought it's just. The access to that information is is it's, 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 it's over fucking whelming. Like it's more than the combined lot of human history. It's almost history. like yeah. I envisioned it when I was a kid in my psychic state. <laughs> I really did. That, that that somehow it all works to me. That's why I'm enormously happy with everything. That we should not be afraid. We should be thankful. And in that fortunateness, is like when you kind of forgive and heal about any problem that you have. Is like you know you can. God, if you have a you break your toe, you could actually fix yourself by yeah. googling stub toe. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I used to, like, I would think about if I had a wish, and I would wish for a computer where I could just type in anything and find out information on anything, and, and that's, that's fucking real well, now. And I, like, and it's I always, crazy. In my, in, my, in my History Geek uh, talk, I've talked about it on the podcast with Derek, like, I, the, the library at Alexandria is, like, yes. my geek fucking wet dream. I'm sure the internet is that ten times over almost. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, though I get, believe yeah. me, I would give anything in the world to, to yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm really into the library at Alexandria, one of the seven wonders of the absolutely. World. Yeah, it was gone. That had all the metaphysical records of the entire. It had the entire all of human well, history all, before that. Right? Yes, the ninety-eight thousand years before the ninety-eight thousand years before was destroyed. The amassed human knowledge from ninety-eight thousand years. And now was destroyed. it's. I yeah. think that that information is going to resurface. Well, yeah, and, and, and in quicker ways than than we think too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like when we find out that like the Egyptians did things. Well, they had batteries. We, we, where I we mean, kind of rediscover things. And I feel like, yeah, we're going to do that and we're doing that. Like We're playing catch up to thousand-year-old civilizations now, yeah. absolutely, with well, a lot of things. Absolutely, yeah. and 2012 really is going to be like a, a, just a, a beginning. It's like it's only the the end of the system of things. So do you do you, so you don't buy into the whole Mayan end of the world uh, scenario? Or? No, you just have to get more uh, you know filler for the for, for the day runner. <laughs> you just got to get more cement day runner inserts. And you're totally. fine, it's right? It's ridiculous. It's I mean, insane. it is kind of... I mean, I really resent that because I have like a, you know, a, I, I own a home. I have plans <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> I got shit to do in 2013. No, yeah, I got plans. There's movies coming out I want to see. I have a size important. 32 waist and I'm old. <laughs> I still got people to do. You're like, what? don't end the world yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of ending the world, though, and I wouldn't really... No, nah, that's not very fair. Uh, you were on the Olsen twin program, weren't you? Yes. It was how, called, uh, how did that go? Were they, were they nice to work with? I well, mean, you know, I, I remember Bob Saget was in that show. Full House, absolutely. Full house. I yeah. want to call it Full Metal Jacket. Um, I'm, like, I'm not one of those old people. He's like, um, I am in a world of shit, Bob, Michelle. Sorry. <laughs> Bob Saget's a really good friend of mine, and I thought he, he, that he did that show. And, and I said, do you think I should do those shows, that show with the girls? And he said, those are my girls. And I thought the way he said that was so affectionate. And then I did the show because I thought, I don't know. Like there was just something about this is before they really hit big. They were like what fourteen or fifteen they around were 14. then. Fourteen. Okay, yeah. But they were very sophisticated. They've never seen themselves on television. 
Really? They don't no, watch it. They don't any. watch it and because we had that in common. We had a lot in common. But um, I liked that they were, as I was a child actor, but I remember one day um, Mary-Kate was always caring about what she ate, wouldn't eat Krispy Kreme donuts, but she would take that red gum. What's it called? Which, which, big red? Big red, yeah, yeah. Big red dietetic gum. Oh. And one day I said to her, and you could only do this to a kid when they're a certain age, I go, you do know that the big red gum is like 3,000 calories. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you've probably eaten like 7,000 calories. You're better off having five donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Cut to like, there could, we could have been that. a Robert Frost path right there where Mary Kate Olsen's like 500 pounds right now. Like, <laughs> Taylor Negron steered me wrong. No, I did tell her, I said, and I said, you know, she's always caring about her hair and everything. And I said, you know, you guys, you have a lot of frizzies. If, 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 the way to stop frizzies is to wrap your hair in olive oil for two days. <laughs> and, they, and they immediately went to craft service like, can we have olive oil? I just love that you're like, I'm on a TV show. I'm going to fuck with 14-year-old girls. <laughs> no, because that's how you do it. That's right. It's, it's, and, then, and, then, and then they got mad. Well, you know what I told them when they were looking for colleges and we were doing the applications, you know, all the colleges and all that. And I said, don't go to college. Why would they need to? You know, go to, I said, go Even, to Florence and study with, you know, the, you know, the, the galleries and the De Medici family. And learn how to acquire art. Learn how to distinguish what a Rembrandt from a copy, because you're going to be rich. And who? I mean, they, at that point, they were already making like a hundred million dollars a year, I think, yeah, with yeah. their catalog and stuff. But like what's that, so yeah. great, you know, about them, and, and they survived because they did what they loved to do, and that's like you know, fashion. That's what they both do now. Because I think um, one of them acts occasionally, I believe, right? Is that Mary Kate or Ashley? No, they're they're over it. I mean, they've got brothers and sisters that'll take their place. But yeah, they're doing what they love, and it's like every you know. It, it's like even I, like, I've done all these movies and now I want to do other things. I want to direct and I want to write. Well, you've been doing a lot of plays recently too, right? Yeah. Or you, and you've been, you've been writing and directing or? Yeah. How has that, has that been a, life, a lifelong kind of no, love? No, like, it was more like I thought the directors I worked with were idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought, like, why are you treating the actors like they're so stupid? And let, let the, cast it and let the actor be wonderful. I'm working on a show right now called Who Loves You Baby, which is a um, homage squeak, to squeak. Telly Savalas. Yeah. No, it's uh, Telly Savalas. No, I know. Yeah, tell you, I did Squeak, squeak the bald head thing. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. Loves You Baby. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And the lollipop. Yeah. So, yeah, so I have Telly Savalas coming back from the dead and teaching the young, <laughs> you know, these young people how to, how to seduce a woman. You that know, sounds you, awesome. You know, it's, <laughs> know, it's, it is awesome. It's very sexy, too. It's uh-huh. like, he says, you know what you guys got to do is you got to tuck in your shirt. <laughs> you got to, you know, put powder on the sheets. You know, and if you girls out there, switch out your panties once in a while. <laughs> Listen to Telly Savalas because yeah, absolutely. And and and, and 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 it was really interesting because I hired this girl singer with this beautiful body, gorgeous, and I and I put her in a see-through gown, so you could just see everything. And I said at the last minute, "Don't wear panties." And she went up there basically nude in a dress. And it became like very uncomfortable, but really hot. And I thought, that's what Telly would have liked. And that's what girls... We're honoring his memory right now. (laughs) Because I come from a time, you know, when an actress put out. You know, she didn't tease you. That's how they were actresses. Yeah, yeah, I mean, an actress could tell you with one sip of vodka what the proof was. (laughs) You know, she didn't sit and prick teasing you from the back of a Prius. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) 
mean, she put out, and she, you know, people did things. Nobody's so, you know, coy now. We don't do things. We're a generation no, we of not do doing nothing. shit. You do anything. Yeah. I, I don't fucking do anything. I sit in my apartment and smoke pot with my dog for the most part. Yeah, I mean, the outside world is scary. No, 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 because of <laughs> Facebook and all. I mean, I'm so bored of Facebook, and it's... Are you great, over it now? Or? Well, I'm into it because I have a great community. I like the, the, the solemnness of it, that everybody has their little remark. <laughs> Everybody has their remark, and you kind of look for their remark, and you get mad at them, and you can, you know. But I, I do like Facebook because it's propelled me to go out into the world and do updates in person, you know. <laughs> so like, uh, like when I'm checking out of the, uh, uh, like today, today at the store, some guy, really good-looking guy, looks at me and he goes, "You're an actor," and I looked at, and I put my face right into his, and I go, "Are you?" <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> and it became like, and, he, and we had, I could smell his breath on me. It was very, very real. And this girl, this beautiful girl at Vons the other day, I said, you know, you are really beautiful. What are you doing here <laughs> in a stupid store with these idiots? And she goes, I know. I said, no, you're really beautiful. You're sexy and you're exciting and everybody here is dreary and this light's not... I said, why don't you and I go down and we could make money at the airport? <laughs> Which basically, I became a pimp yeah. instantly. Like, I could pimp her out at the airport. I said, you know what? Between you and I, with the way I look and who I am and your beautifulness, we could both pay our Lexus payments. Did she go for it? Well, she almost thought about it. I mean, it was like one moment I would have go- I would have gone to jail for pandering. Yeah, absolutely. You were just, you were just like, hey, I'll go. In. I'm in the moment. I'll be a At pimp. one moment, I made her consider being an escort. Wow. What's going I should go to Vons with you or something. <laughs> Please. You know what? It's like, try it. What is the big fear? So I, mean, I, mean, I remember when I was a kid, very young, everybody always <laughs> wanted to like pay me for sex. And I, I just didn't do it because I just felt I knew that someday I would... <laughs> successful and I didn't want that on my reputation wow but I thought boy you know wouldn't that be great you know I just go with that person for a while and get $200 I mean yeah it's better it's better than podcasting like if anyone (laughs) wants to if anyone wants to pay me for sex shit let's go back to the old why not you consider it I mean give me a break I've been reading about all these ancient people in the Moscow art theater be nice to prostitutes no, that's, and hey, it's, it is the world's <laughs> oldest, nice oldest profession. Be nice to everybody. Nice, let it be. Let everyone, let your freak flag fly. As my whole thing is as long as you're not hurting anyone, I don't give a fuck. As long you, as you're you know not I mean? hurting anybody, as long as you're being kind and you send a thank you note. <laughs> you know, you follow up in your inbox. Thank you. Um, speaking of people being kind, though, you you do you have a home in a place where people where, um, where most Americans consider them not to be kind? Do you have a home in France? Is that true? Yeah, I have a house in France. Where where in France? Um, thirty-eight forty-two <laughs> Jew Boulevard. No, no, no. Um, it's in the I, oh in Jewtown. <laughs> yeah. No, there's so many Semitic there. I live in a in, in a mountain town in the Aveyron, Midi Pyrenees, in a medieval house that's very. What's very, the name of the town? The town is called Bouzoul. Mm, that's B-O- so B O Z O U L S. So I cool went to, to France me. once. I went to Avignon. Oh, you went to Avignon? Yeah. And I ate fromage. Mon Dieu! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. How often? How often? How much of the time your time do you spend in France? Well, I go there every night. That's cool. <laughs> uh, after work, nice. 
So you're gonna if you guys see the there. Concorde parked out front, you'll yeah, know no, why. No, I go, I go on a generic airline. I, I, I go, I know. You know what? After living in France this long, I now have kind of brought my French lifestyle to the States. So I don't have to go there as much. Okay. I, just, I get it. Like the, today I got up and I said, I'm going to have a French day. Now, this is what ha- I do. And that means I get up immediately and I let my maid, Colette, make my room. And <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> uh, I get up and I take a shower and I get very dressed up immediately, even if it's 7.30 in the morning. Okay. And then I go out and I have a, a proper breakfast with the New York Times. Then I come back and I can attack my day. And uh, the other thing, too, to have a French lifestyle, a hot lunch, no matter what. I'm not afraid of going to a restaurant alone now. And Which is something I deal with all the time because yeah, I never I never eat at restaurants by myself. Yeah, because what you're embarrassed. It's just what are do you gonna do? Read a magazine? Day. What are you gonna do? Read a magazine? You know what I mean? Like it's just. You know what? In France, the plumber will take off his dirty shirt, put on a clean shirt, and then order you know like le fromage and le viande. A fantastic meal or something. Yeah. And yeah. you sit there and it's like you know who cares? But the best thing is like today I I did it today, and there were these two people there and they recognized me and they were very nice. And I said, well, I'm going to come and have my dessert with you. <laughs> and it, we had a really convivial, cool. nice, warm time. It seems like you have a lot of really, you make a lot of really cool connections like, like, almost every day. Is that, would that be fair to say? Or? Every day. Every day I make a friend. I really, really, really do. I, I, I no longer make enemies. I used to make enemies. <laughs> but don't, don't drive in front of me poorly. Oh, 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 yes. Because I will stick my dick in your muffler. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen him do it. No. Oh, I will. I mean, if so it's like if somebody drives bad in front of me, I will take them down. And because I have done those action movies, that's a, not a good thing. Yeah, you've got, you're trained, right? You're like, you want to see some Milo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to see some Milo? The car will go on the side, and I'll kidnap your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great, sir. So what do you got coming up that, that, that um, what do you have coming up that's exciting you right now? You know what? Um, they're doing a documentary film about me Are they, uh, based well, on this show that I wrote called The Unbearable Lightness of Being Taylor Negron, which is an evening of stories and song that I've been doing off-Broadway and around the world for a couple of years. And um, it's, it's like I took every serious story in my life and put a really rude punchline on it. And I have music in it. And, and now that they've been... They've been um, filming me, and it's like a—I don't know. So it may be like a, an HBO. Special. Is that—is that a weird experience having people? Are they just trailing you with the cameras all day? They or? followed me, yeah, and I don't know if I like it <laughs> because it's like you. One day I went off on somebody. Really? And, and they, I said, and "Yeah, the, the girl was on stage," and I go, "That fucking girl can't talk. Speed it up, fatty." <laughs> And then I look over, well, you know, and there's a camera. I'm like, hi. Oh, my God. When is this coming out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, sounds I awesome. I need to see I need yeah, to because, see I that, mean, yeah. it's like, a, I don't have that many, uh, you know, defense Filters or... or uh, yeah, yeah, so it's like, so, yeah, so who cares? You know, but look, at the whole thing is, not everybody's going to like you. Once you learn that, then you could just go on, and then, you know, maybe, maybe you can like them. Yeah, and find the happiness along the way, right? I mean, I guess that's the key, and... Uh, not turn down um, Carol Lombard if she pops in your bedroom. Yeah, if Carol Lombard comes... Even if she's suggesting, like, ghost sex, just go with it. It could, <laughs> it could lead to good yeah, things, you Google, know? Google Carol, Carol Lombard. Yeah. You guys are both very uh, engaging. Oh, thank, thank you, sir. You could see why you do this. I appreciate you that. You have actual... Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen here. Because, <laughs> because I, I am kind of, like, scared of the young people of today sometimes. Did you think it was going to be... Uh, they are terrifying. I mean, all, look um, at them. All, 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 just, they're, they're scary, but not... No. Um, what, what were your expectations for the well, show, Well, sometimes actually? when I do stand-up comedy for these young people, 
they think that I'm I'm just in a movie, so they don't respond. <laughs> so it's it's hard to get like um hard to get them lubed up. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I always find rope helps. But this you know? one, this one, these two young kids, these guys walked me out of the UCB the other day when I did stand up, and I thought I had bombed. And the two guys are there, and, and and the two, the guys look at me and they go, "So, um, are you, um, you're like, um, you're like an individual, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> what? That's how they said it. They were like literally 18 years old, and they were <laughs> born like you know in 1999. <laughs> And they were like, so you're like an individual. Meaning like we're, we're all part of the machine, but like you're, you're, you're an... Like. Yeah, I mean, I think that they really looked at me like, that, that's a chimpanzee, that's a hippopotamus, that's an individual. <laughs> and, and, and because I think that so many times the culture does not allow us to be individuals. Absolutely. I mean, and it, it, it honestly, like, I think it... it, it not that it it, it it takes you it, it makes you take a uh, take a back or whatever, but it's it's rare in this politically correct world we, we hear where everything's homogenized and everything's censored for our ears. Someone just being themselves kind of throws people off. You know what I mean? Th- for, yeah, for a minute because there. it's not uniform, it's not clean. And corporate America wants target there in the easy mini mall entrance, and you buy the gas and you can get the candy. It's bad, man, and all that stuff is poison. I mean, like. These kids should not be drinking those cokes and that sugar. It's going to make you diabetic, and it's you have no health plan. No, I mean everything. On. Yeah, every everything we do. But I mean, but you know what I love about this generation of people is that they look great. We're, we're a I fan. I mean, look what you're wearing. You look like a who. Who da who da who da. I'm Cindy Lou, yeah. Cindy, you're, 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 you're like Kevin Hood. I take the crocodile. You're the mean one. And you're like, um, I don't know, you're like the fucking dog. <laughs> you are, you're like Max the dog, yeah, Max man. Max the dog, he's wearing the horns. Oh, that got beaten a little bit, though, because I poured the and fake I'm blood. the Grinch. We got, and then we, we got a show, let's take it on the road. I think we got it. Sir, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, that. totally. Thank, thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very nice. Guys, give it thank up for Taylor Negron. Folks, uh, let's get to the pimp corner real quick. Brendo, we got some big stuff coming up. We big got stuff. our big, big, uh, big show, big charity show on uh, November tenth for the Hero Initiative with Mr. Tim Sale, world famous Batman artist, heroes artist. Yeah, be coming down. Uh, we got some other really big, cool comic book celebrities and actors coming up in recent days. Check us uh, out every Wednesday. Yeah, we're, we're switched to we switched to Wednesdays now, yo. New comic book day to honor uh, our new sponsor, Golden Apple Comics. Come get some comics on a Wednesday morning, and then come uh, to the Smodcast. It'll and if you're s- not in the LA area. You can go to goldenapplecomics.com. You totally can. But we're gonna they'll hear the commer- we're gonna oh. rock a commercial. Oh, there's a commercial. So, I forgot know, about you know, that. Can I say one thing? Yeah. If anybody out there likes me, oh absolutely Facebook me. Absolutely. Are you on Twitter at all? You know, I, I, I twatted out. <laughs> You're all twatted out already? I twatted out. I, something weird happened and I can't get my passport back. But um oh. so, but you are on you are on Facebook, Facebook right? I'm so, on Facebook. I like that. And you and you respond to people too. You say you're. I do. Absolutely. I really do. Yeah. I take it. I, I actually do. I think it's a a beautiful way of connecting with people. You never know who's going to be out there. I have a lot of really good friends. I have friends in uh, Afghanistan. That's cool. So if you guys want to be friends with Taylor Negron, just find a Facebook. You can do <laughs> it. Uh, I'm on Twitter actually at uh, uh, Camel Toad and Smodcastle Brendo. I'm at, at Brendo Man. Uh, Check us out at bagboarded.com, cameltoadproductions.com. Uh, check Brendo out all Man. the other. Com. Thank you, Brendo. Check out all the other Smodcastle Network, uh, excuse me, Smodcast Network podcast and Fred Entertainment podcast. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we hope to see you next time. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brendan Creasy. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. That was really fun. You guys are great. Thank you very much. You've been listening to a podcast from a site called Fred.com.